0: Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R. And yes, you are tuning in to Roll Radio. where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Roll Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box... Hey hey, family, it's your boy Jay And that's right, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio Well you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt Real quick family, like I was telling you all in the last couple of podcasts we've had That it was going to be kind of intense I know a lot of you uh, are okay with that Because you know I mean well You know I'm always about the knowledge first and foremost And you know I'm always looking after all all of everybody's well-being as best as I can Uh, But like I said, excuse me, a lot of these podcasts, fam, they can get very intense and it's not the podcast. It's the information. (laughs) Uh, You all know I talk about any and everything. That's one of my sayings. It's been that way since day one. Yes, we talk about the inevitable. We talk about. irreconcilable we talk about the unknown we talk about that which makes people a little uncomfortable with whatever's unorthodox we talk about those things that can easily get ridiculed judged or have preconceived notions behind them but i welcome it why because that is where you'll find the truth that is where truth lies and if you understand what i just said it was a double meaning where truth lies Understand that there are lies to cover the truth, but underneath all that is the truth or a form of it. So, you know, here on Favorite Radio, we try not to take too many things too hard, uh, too serious to heart. But when there are serious matters that need to be spoken of based on the heart, we take it serious. But at the same time, family, we do it in love. And I hope that each and every one of you who've been walking with me for a lot longer than those of you who may have just came about or found me through whether it was through uh, you being led in the spirit, whether somebody told you about me, whether you just happened to have stumbled uh, on, upon the show looking for a category and, and, and I happened to have popped up or whether you just, however you got here, you here. And I just hope that you don't take if you've only heard a few of my podcasts, you just take that and try to have any type of <clears throat> judgments about me. But you're more than welcome to feel whatever way you, you feel. Um, my, my job is not to try to please everybody. I do my best to try to get along with everybody and hopefully everybody can feel what I'm saying. But we just know reality is it's, it's not made that way, fam. You can't please everybody. And just because there are some people who are steadfast in their beliefs, for good reason, I'm sure. Others are just following just because somebody else is leading. And they're not looking into things for themselves to know whether or not if it's true or has any truth to it. And that's what we recommend on my show. We recommend you not just take what we say at face value. Of course, I don't want anybody to just believe me. I want you to take what I say and then go behind me and do your own research. And research, again, does not consist of just going on Google, typing something in, clicking a button, reading a few paragraphs and thinking you've researched it and then coming back with some type of uh, rebuttal. No, researching is putting yourself in the information, learning the information, right, disseminating the information, extrapolating it, getting all that you can get. And if you do just get a few quick synopsis, a few quick summaries, a few quick topics, that's okay. I've done that, too. And I'll share those things, but I don't go hard on them like I know it to be true. You know what I'm saying? It's food for thought. And it's definitely food for the soul when we get deep in them scriptures. I'm still the same dude, as I always tell you, all you know, I have a lot of things about me I'm working on. And the one thing I do have... um, I don't have an ego about it, but the one thing that I can say about myself, if nothing else, is that I give you all who I am. I show you my flaws. I tell you my mistakes I've made or things that I've done or still things that I do. And I'm right here with you all the way in as deep as it gets to show you that, hey, this guy is like us. He's human. I'm not up here trying to be a saint. And we do know the word for saint now if you've been listening to the podcast that I just did on the true name of the creator Messiah is the Hebrew word Kodoshim. Kodoshim is for those people who call people saints. Saints to them are folks who are righteous, don't make no mistakes. And by the definition that you've been given through Webster Dictionary or whatever, through the English or old English versions. There is some truth to that, but the actual meaning and the actual Hebrew is Kodeshim. And it means the set apart ones, those who are set apart from all else, from everyone else. And that's what the word holy means. Holy means is in Hebrew is Kodesh. So you have Kodeshim, which is the plural form of Kodesh because it's referring to people. When you say Kodesh, you're just referring to it being set apart, so anything that's holy is set apart from that, which is not. And that's what holy simply means in the Hebrew. So it's not as it's not what a lot of you've been told, just like I told you the word prophet in, in Hebrew is Navi, which means one who proclaims or who announces something. So again, fam, get acclimated, get familiar with what is going on, not only in your scriptures, but with what's going on around you in the world. Open your eyes as best as you can. Don't be naive to anything. Don't ever get so filled uh, with ego that you feel like you know enough or you know it all to not learn anything new. That is where we make our falls and, and this is where we make <clears throat> a lot of our flaws come to come into fruition or manifest themselves through our eager to think we know it all, and through our ignorance, because we don't know. So, I'm just sharing friendly advice from one friend to another on another end. That's it. You know, uh, like I said, I enjoy clowning around and having fun with you all, entertaining you all. I also enjoy more than any of that to share some information. I'm just a brother to sharing knowledge. I don't. I don't see myself as a teacher. I don't have a title. I don't like to be labeled. I don't want to be put in any particular movement or group that I have not openly or verbally myself have associated myself with. And if you so want to do that, then you can do it in error. But if I didn't confirm that, validate it myself or say it myself, you're speculating. And, you know, speculate all you want to. That doesn't make it any less not true. (laughs) You know, it doesn't make it any more true. So. Anyway, I wanted to say that before we got into today's podcast. Now, we are going to be talking about uh, um, the entity succubus and incubus and how that has some connotations to narcissism. Uh, I know there have been those of you who have asked me uh, some time ago to talk about this and I didn't talk about it. Um, Because you wanted to know what my input on the subject was Or the subject matter And there's a lot of things I still haven't touched on yet And yes um, For any of you that uh, were curious about uh, Where my thoughts lie in terms of (sighs) Where we are in Revelations We'll talk about that Um, Because Revelations is not necessarily in chronological order I do want to tell you all that And um, Take for instance The Euphrates River That Is dried up Pretty much Which Revelation chapter 16 verse 12 Talks about But that's not the only place in Revelations that talks about The Euphrates River So you have to be Studying your, your Bible And at least study Revelations To know that the other chapter that talks about it is Revelation chapter 9, verse uh, 14. So, yeah. And this is the chapter, family, that is talking about releasing Apollyon from the abyss. And that's in Revelation chapter 9, verse 11. So, it's very interesting times we're living in. It is also talking about these angels that are lying underneath. The Euphrates River that when it dries up, they will be released. You have to also know that if you read Revelations chapter six, fam, the four horsemen is being released upon the earth, which is why a lot of these famines, a lot of war, a lot of death. Understand a lot of sickness is upon us. And that's what famines are, basically sicknesses, right? Um, Diseases. We understand earthquakes. A lot of places are getting snow, they don't normally get it. The animals are acting weird and funny. Some of our attacking people. So we are definitely in the times. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised but I'm actually very, very happy that a lot of you wanna know more about what, what, what the Bible has to say about now rather than me just talking about something basic and normal because you can get basic and normal anywhere else you can get that anywhere you look go on youtube go on facebook go on instagram go on snapchat go on pinterest whatever you all are going on you can get basic and everything that's going on and all of those social media platforms that you like to go on so much and people saying the same thing like they always do talking about their relationships talking about they can't find love and yet they 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 got their lips poked out in pictures. They got the tail turned sideways. Dudes is flexing. Now, have I been on those sites? Of course. I've even been guilty at times myself having women on my sites that have friend requested me. Right. Or just on the site and they half dressed. I'm not going to sit here and tell you no lies. I'm a man. But I was not lusting after these women. And that's the truth. You know, it, you know, nobody wants to believe that a man can actually be celibate. Nobody wants to believe that. a man. I mean, I'm a man. I, I will acknowledge a woman, her beauty, her body. I, like I said, I'm not some I'm not Yahusha. <laughs> OK, I strive to hopefully be him. I mean, be like him. Can't be him, but be like him one day. But I'm not there yet. OK, yes, I, I have flaws. And I have admitted this throughout my show since the duration of my show's existence. So for anybody to feel like J-rated R sitting up here talking all this stuff about people, I'm not talking about any, I'm talking about about the general public. And if some of you happen to fit in the categories that I've mentioned, and I've even included myself in a lot of those categories publicly to you all, how can you say I'm just pointing a finger? I told you no one man or woman that including myself is an island. So people just want to have something to argue about because you're telling too much truth. And when the truth comes out, like John chapter three, verse 19 through 21 says, when things are in the dark, getting brought into the light, the light feels naked. It feels exposed. And that's what happens. That's why a lot of people are showing out, getting mad, talking stuff, rebuttaling, making up stuff, picking fights because they are getting exposed out here. And then they want to turn it around on somebody and say, oh, you think you know me, you judging me. I'm not judging you. I'm I'm going by the fruits you producing. If J-rated all was in the wrong, call me on it. I got no problem with that. I don't understand. I think people can't people can hear real good, but they can't listen. There's a difference you can hear, meaning you can hear sound. You can hear the audible of something auditorily, but you're not taking it in. You're not comprehending it, which means listening. If you're not listening to what I'm saying carefully, you're going to say all kinds of things, misinterpret all kinds of things and go all over the place with what I'm saying. That's why sometimes I hate talking and strides. I hate talking long winded. And sometimes I hate even bothering to give details to myself when I'm explaining myself to someone because people will pick and choose through selective hearing or in this case, shall I say selective listening? Cause that's what it that's what it really is, and they don't take in what you're saying. They hear it, but they're not listening. And see, it's easy for any of us, including myself, to misinterpret what you're saying if you're saying it in a certain tone, if you're saying it in a t- in a certain way, if you're articulating yourself in a different way than the way you intend. And then some people, like I said, they're just gonna miss communicate and 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 not hear what you're uh, not listen very carefully to what you're saying and they're going to take it for something else that's just normal it's happened to me it's happened to others you you work on those things man you open your. you have to be open to things in order to take them in that don't mean you have to believe them but you have to allow what's being said to come into your being so that you can process it mentally because your mind and your brain is a computer it has to process what it's hearing what it's seeing what it's feeling, and then be able to interpret that. And then to to appropriately know how to solicit a response back after it has taken in what's been said or done, it has to be able to respond or react by, through stimuli, back to its counterpart or whomever they're talking to or whatever, and be able to elicit a response. So, I mean, you know, that's called communication receiving and transmitting we know the basics of these things through knowledge but we do not apply them when it comes to in-depth feelings you want to know how somebody's feeling listen to them and feel them the way to feel them is to take their words in to process it through their emotions because see words aren't just sounds they're also energy and energy has in it emotions when somebody is angry and they project that out to you in a tone you feel it in your being. When somebody is sympathizing with you, if it's sincere and it's genuine, you feel it. You can not only hear it in in, in their voice and their tonation, but you're feeling them coming through by projecting those feelings in their voice into into your being. That's how you can take people in. This is what makes you a believer of somebody, right? And you got some people that know how to manipulate and convince you and sell water to a dry well. But they're still no matter how good they are, how much expert they are or experienced they are. If you really know how to tune into a person, you still may feel something isn't quite right. If your feelings are genuine, if they are pure, sometimes we can mix our own feelings with mis. Miscellaneous information. And, and, and then we cause ourselves to mistranslate and error what we think we know. And I've done it many a times. And I've had to apologize. See, I don't have an ego about it, fam. You know what I'm saying? So, <sighs> I'm just thankful, man. And as a man, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here. Just listen. We're not all of Listen, we're not religious all of a sudden on this show. A lot of you probably are wondering. He's been talking a lot about the most high and that's wonderful, but I'm not here to just give you some of the most high and leave the other parts out. If you want that, then continually listening to these TD Bishop Jakes and all these other types. The guys who y'all say are good pastors. You listen to them. I'm not them. I'm not trying to be a pastor. I was not ordained. And if I were, it wouldn't be through man. It would be through the most high. Now, the most high has. Yes, he's been working with me. You can see that. Okay, he's been getting he's been working through me with his spirit. To give me the right information Or to correct myself when it's not right But to give it to the people So I take the information at heart I don't have nothing To gain From telling you something That's a lie And in order for it to be a lie That means I must know the truth Now that doesn't mean I know everything And that doesn't mean I can tell you everything And in the, in the way that the Bible truly all meant everything I can tell you what I know What what I've been shown, what I have found to be true, how I found it to be true, how it's added up, how it's synchronized, how it's proven itself through the word. That's what I do. Now, when we talk about every other subject matter, you know, whether it's something outside of the scriptures in general, because generally the scriptures talks about everything. You can find just about everything you can talk about in the modern day society in the the Bible. You all want to talk about UFOs? There's terminologies that are different, but that's in the Bible. Nothing is new under the sun. Everything repeats itself. See, what people think is when they are in religion, religion doesn't talk about reality. And that's just not that's not true. I don't know how they could come up with such notions. Right. Or come to that conclusion. And it could be just because based basically based upon where they've been and who they who they've been taught by and how they were raised. And I can understand why a person can conclude that as that's being what god is that's not and and to call him god i can't i personally do not call the most when i have to interpret when i have to give meaning to others yes we'll use god as a as a symbol to understand the terms but i personally don't like to use the term god because there are gods there are many of them but this is a being who is a creator and you can't label him as a god because he creates gods okay He may be God like to you because he's the most high, and we like to say the most high God. I might just say the most high and leave it all, leave the God off. But you don't got to do what J-rated R is doing, family. I'm trying to get you to see that. I'm not saying the best example is to follow me. No, you follow Yahusha. You follow Yahua. You follow where the whole uh, Roach HaKodesh leads you, the Holy Spirit, right? You follow that. Y'all have guides, angelic guides. We all have them, all right? You, you are in tune with the higher aspects of yourself, which we call the higher self. And that's nothing but a form of Christ consciousness, which again is the Ruach HaKodesh. See, all these new age terms, people usually think about them from a new age perspective. But see, if you use in the scriptures and you are familiar with the new age terms like me, I had to delve into these things. I had to come out of the Bible. I had to come out of the church. I went in strictly into the new age and I had to learn some hard lessons. But I learned that these terms are not all that different than what people call religion. See, we're not religious, but anytime you practice something with a traditional ceremonial uh, practice, it becomes religious because it's a condition of practice that's traditional. And by definition, that in itself is a form of a culture and a culture is based on a religion and I don't like to use the religion in the modern-day sense, so if you must say religion, you have to explain yourself to a modern-day people because the moment they hear the word without giving you a chance to explain what's behind it, they're going to automatically put you in a box and categorize you as the rest of the world who is religious, such as a Catholic, a Baptist, a Protestant, a Presbyterian, a Methodist, and so on, so on, non-denominator or whatever. And there's nothing wrong if any of you are those things in any of those categories. I'm not judging you as a person who believes in those things. What I'm judging is these things that were created by the people who started them, what the agenda was, how they suppressed the information that we call in the scriptures. And this is what Hellenization has done, along with the Nicene councils, your Freemasons, your Rosicrucians, all these secret societies have played an intricate part because they under the mask of it all Serve The entities that you know as Satan or Lucifer This is a big charade It's a cover up And there's been a lot of truths taken out of the Bible And there's been a lot of half truths put in it A lot of misinterpretations This is why I had to go through what I did With the whole Yahusha Now some of you still would disagree with that name Some of you I know in some of the Israelite sects and groups Will call them Yahawashah I have got no problem with what you call them as long as your heart's right. Okay. If you still want to call him Yeshua. Which means salvation. You can. If you want to sit there and call him Jesus. Iesis, Iesus. That's fine. But if you're listening to this with an open heart. And if you're going behind me. And all the scriptures I gave you. And it was still scriptures I didn't even give. If you're going by it with that. And you pray for more understanding. Because that's what 2 Timothy chapter verse seven tells you he would give you more understanding and it tells us throughout all the scriptures from old testament to new i'm not going to give you every single um or at least i can give i can give you a majority right off the dome but that's not necessary if you're not getting it just in one of these two or three passages i give there's no need in me giving you all these scriptures I'm not trying to impress upon nobody's intellect that I can do. Uh, I know a lot about the Bible. I think any of you been rocking with me now know that, okay, yeah, J-Rate at all can come off the dome with scriptures. That doesn't mean anything, especially if you ain't applying them. Anybody can study the scriptures and memorize them and even break them down. But if they're not applying them, what good is that? That's a hypocrite. That's a fool. That's a masquerade. I'm not trying to be any of that. I just do have a great deal of body of work i've put in because the the the, the, the holy one we call yahua or yahua elohim or el yahua elohim all these names you can give the most High or the father i keep it simple sometimes i just say father <laughs> you know what i'm saying these are his respectable names yes these are his titles you saw his titles in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 wonderful counselor right el gabor meaning everlasting father i mean uh uh mighty mighty father Everlasting Father Prince of Peace These are all his names And these names were referring to Yahusha Who is the Most High Father See what I'm saying Because it says a child is born And it went into the names he was given We even know his name to be Emmanuel If you read any of the four Gospels And that means God is sent So I mean again fam we can go there. I'm not here to debate with nobody about these names. I gave you a five and a half hour podcast on why I call him Yahusha and why you have to be careful with what you've been calling him based on the world's leaders and all the information this stuff goes back to the times of old when rome took over when the greeks took over they suppressed the hebrews they took and adapted the hebrew doctrine and they took out certain names and grafted in their own god's names and then tried to say through translations this is who you're talking about but i showed you yesterday if you paid attention to all five and a half hours of what i said and walked with me and didn't skip or turn it off or whatever If you walked with me, you would know yourself that when you translate the word Jesus going back to the Hebrew, it does not go back to Yahusha. And that has nothing to do with because Yahusha is in his name. Even Yahshua doesn't translate from Jesus. We know Joshua has the same name as the being you call Jesus because in his Hebrew name, some of you say Yahushua. Which is the same name as you would call a Messiah But you know those are two different entities With the same name I showed you in Hebrews chapter 4 Verse I think it was 8 through 12 Or maybe 8 through 9 I mean 8 through 10 That in your King James It will tell you Jesus But in your new, in your new King James versions And other versions it say Joshua and it's actually referring to Joshua because Joshua is the son of noon, not not the Messiah. He's the son of Mary. And so you say this is the name above all names. You have to learn somewhat the translations. This is why I say translations does matter. And it has to be correct translations. Y'all know for yourself. I was calling him Yahushua. I mean, uh, yeah, Yahshua a great deal of times. And I don't regret that. I'm just trans. I have transformed. I've been transformed Not I've done it myself. I have done nothing myself. I have maybe made the I may have made the moves forward, but the most High took over. Once he saw me initiate steps, he initiated the rest. So I've transcended, in a sense, from saying Yahshua. And you may hear me from time to time slip out and say Yahshua again. I'm no one's being penalized for that. Okay, even if you said that's what you say. I, like I said, some of you brothers and sisters are, staying, uh, are saying uh, Yah Yahweh and calling the Father Yahawah. Some of you are calling him Yah ya- and not Yah uh, not not Yahua. Some of you are calling him um, Jehovah, even though we know if you're going back to Semitic language, there was no J's. We went through that and how that came about. Some of you will call him Yehovah. Some are still calling him Yahweh. But when you translate these names and you take the time to look at how these things came into being, you have to start realizing these names do not all apply to him. They do apply to other entities who betray themselves as him. This is why it's said and, and why so many people wonder If God is the same today, tomorrow, and yesterday How come he seems different in the Old Testament Than from in the New Testament Because you're not always talking about the same entity And you have to thank These so-called religious leaders These Nicene councilmen These Freemasons who changed your Bibles Even the King James Now, how are we going to call a Bible holy when the very people like King James had slaves and he put them on a ship called the Jesus of Lubeck, which was given to him by Queen Elizabeth? See, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, if we don't do history checks and we just go by what we've been told, because that's what it's always been. That's the way my father's father and mother's mother and them raised me to believe it. We're going right back to how all this stuff started. How racism began. And yes, for all those people of color, you were not always colonized by what you call Europeans and white people. Some of those very people in Africa were sold out by other African tribes. So again, we always want to look and point the finger at somebody who was a different color, but what we didn't point the finger at is the spiritual ones, the dark ones, the gods on this planet. That are the lower gods, I like to say that because if you wanna still refer to the Most Highs of God, then you need to be specific what type of beings that you're serving. These fallen ones are the ones that are behind all this stuff. Majority of all this stuff started because the sons of the Most High saw that the daughters of man were fair and beautiful and they came down from heaven or the lower heavens. They left their uh, rightful and, and respected positions. They left their estate. And they fell into a mortal state because they can, you know, angels have the ability to dematerialize. They have the ability to materialize. They have the ability to come out of the spirit and into the flesh. They can materialize themselves in a solid matter. They're they're not uh, limited to that. But when they fell, the Most High limited them to some of their abilities. And he made them mortal. Now, they're mortal, but they're able to still live longer than regular human mortals, and they saw that you women were looking real damn good, just like you look to us men. And even if the angel, if the if the angels couldn't resist, what can the men do? Women are dangerous, not because they're evil. They're not evil. Women are wonderful. Uh, I didn't. I hope to anybody. I didn't come off as some type of uh, chauvinist. And I said this about the men, too. So no one can dare say that j rated at all was calling the women. Yeah, I say a lot of things because I'm telling the truth about both sexes. And if we can get out of this sensitive era in today's society where if you say something, oh, my God, you offended me. How do you think your ancestors survived? Because there was there was there was violence coming from both ends. And it doesn't matter who afflicted who first, who said what. People got in their feelings and shit went down. Okay? So for all of y'all that's extra sensitive now, get out of it. Because, you know, I'm coming from a place of love. I'm not here picking on no particular person's I don't care about your sexual preference, but when I'm in them scriptures, I'm talking about them scriptures and I'm going to say it in the way the most high is talking about it. And I point it out to you, I give you the scriptures for it. So if you don't like what I'm saying, it's because you don't like the scriptures. This has nothing to do with hating. This has nothing to do with discriminating, being discriminating, stereotyping. If that's what you want to call it, then fine. Call it that. That's just an excuse to me that people are using to get out of what they're doing because they know what they're doing is wrong. And that includes myself, and I'm not giving no excuses. So this is the aftermath of the show. Uh, I I did talk to some of you all, and I promised you that I would give you an after. I never did an after show, I don't think, but um, the next podcast is gonna be, uh, we're gonna be talking about a lot of things, man. Uh, I'm gonna go a little bit more into Revelations on a different scale. family I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it together myself man but see when you have peace with the most high he, or at least when you pray for it he'll give you some peace Rem- remember let's, let's, let's talk it in your language for a minute Jesus needed strength remember because when he knew he, his time was almost up for the Roman soldiers to come get him and for him to have to go through a whole lot of beatings insults assaults denigration or, or degradation He was going to have to go through all of that on behalf of the love he had and the will for the father. To give mankind their salvation, he paid the toll so that you would be accounted for. Now, you don't have to believe that. okay? you believe whatever you want. He gave you free will. Like the Bible says in some of the newer translations, I say it all the time. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 12 and first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 will tell you that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So that means you can do whatever you see fit and make it your own righteousness and stand and have your own standard. I told you about that, too, where it says people will create their own standards. They'll speak for the most high and not take a word of what he says, and they'll make him to be what they want, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils graven images y'all got all these pictures of who you think jesus is and you say well it's not it's not so much that's his image it's just me he it's what he represents as a symbol but he told you in his words have no graven images of me that simply means even wearing a cross and we all do it i'm guilty of that Then you say, well, I think you're taking things out of context. Really? So even when I go to the scriptures that says it all throughout the Bible in plain English, y'all still think I'm taking it out of context. And then when you look at the side notes for some of you who have footnotes in your Bible and it tells you that very exact same thing I'm saying, even though I didn't need to do the footnotes to tell you that. And even when I break it down and give you translations of what it really says in the actual Aramaic or Hebrew, y'all still say I'm trying to make it, make it seem what, what, you know, and, and a lot of you may not have said that, but I know people in general think that way. So again, I keep trying to tell folks, this is not J-rated R's sayings, <laughs> but I know I'm gonna be the one that's targeted because I'm the messenger. I appreciate those of you who are really Uh, taken by malachi 3 1 and is uh exodus chapter 3 verse 23 excuse me well exodus chapter 3 verse 13 through 15 but exodus chapter 23 verse 20 through 22 took a lot of you by storm a lot of you would say that um you didn't know that that was talking about Yahusha. And the more I explained it and showed it to you and broke it down, it made it so clear. This is what I'm saying. Things are right here in your very face in this Bible. But because your pastors are not telling you all this, and I don't know why a lot of them aren't. I can't speak for every man standing up there on that pulpit. I I dare not put them all in the same category. But what I will do for those who are doing it and they know better, I will put them in one category for whatever their agenda is separately. It's all the same overall when they know better they're not doing better. And you read about that also in the book of James, chapter four, verse 17. You read about that. So we'll be held accountable for things that we should know and doing, but we we choose not to. And this is what I'm trying to tell you, man. I, I don't cover everything. And some things I haven't got to yet. And some things I got to pray on to make sure if I tell the people, is this, is this, you know, is this what you want? Can I share this? Because I experienced it or I know somebody else that has. And it says so in this Bible. Can we find refuge in this? Y'all have no idea what a lot of some of my decisions are before I do these podcasts. When it comes to to these scriptures, I can talk to you about anything all day when it comes to regular down to earth stuff. We've talked about investments on this show. We've talked about monetary. We've talked about spiritual, inner, I call it inner investment. I even got a podcast called inner Investment. I got I got a couple of older podcast shows talking about support, what support is, how to be supported. There's different types of support. And none of that has to do with money or anything. Morally, more morally than anything, it has everything to do with moral support. I've given women the highest respect on this show and spoken on their behalf in terms of what they deal with from us men. And I've also done the same in in retrospect with the men about certain types of women. And see, just because you're a woman and just because you're a man doesn't mean I'm putting all of you in the same category based on the things that we've talked about. But if you somehow fit into this mold of what we've talked about, that including me, once again, I'm saying me, fam, so I'm not excluding myself, then it fits. The shoe fits to whom it is it, it is fitting for, okay? Take accountability. Stop complaining because we all have a right to do whatever we feel we do, and we all may be within our rights to do so, but if we can't take accountability for when we're wrong, then who are we to all give give credit, to be given credit to when we're right? We gotta be able to look at both sides or this, po- this polar opposition, and say, okay, I did do that. I was in the wrong for that. That may have caused this. This may have been what 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 sparked this. And as a as a as a reflection uh, on myself, I have to take accountability for what I did. Then there's those times when you say, okay, I am the blame for this, but I'm not going down and taking it all by myself. You did this too. Some people hate it when you reflect and come back at them because they say, can't you just take responsibility for what you did? And the answer is yes. But I guess we all have an ego, and I myself, including myself in this argument, that there are times I have been told I'm always the one doing something, but I never hear the other person say what they did to to get me going. And then it's, oh, okay, I'll take the blame. It's all my fault now. So I'll just take the blame. I mean, you don't mean it like that. You just want accountability to be verbally acknowledged from your side and their side. Because you can't argue with yourself, you're arguing with them about something so at some point they did something, whether they started it or whether you started it, y'all both are involved and I just don't like arguing and I have times humbled myself, even if I was not the one at fault all all you know all all at fault okay i have there have been times I haven't mentioned the other person's faults. And I guess it was just good for them to see you humble yourself and apologize. I've never had a problem doing that with anybody. I've never had a problem calming down, listening to what somebody had to say. The only time I got really peed off was when I agreed to do those very things in honor and respect to them when they're talking or giving me some lessons and things I may have did, whether I knew I did it or not, I would be quiet. And then there were times that, okay, as soon as it's my turn to reflect to them What may have caused me in error to say things that I said, which I shouldn't have said, they interrupt me and don't want to acknowledge that is being the case. And I just read to you all in Isaiah 520 podcast, the show called Isaiah uh, 520. Wake up, people. Um, That's the name of the title. Um, I read to you the book of Sirach, a.k.a. Ecclesiasticus which is in the Apocrypha. Some of your Bibles, depending on what type of Bible you have, may have it. Most of your modern traditional Bibles don't have a lot of the Apocrypha in it. And be not deceived when, I, when you hear people say the reason these things were taken out is because they don't fit the Bible. That's bull. The reason they were taken out is because it fits the Bible and gives the Bible more meaning to the prophecies. And it concurs with everything else that you see in the Bible with all the other books. Go to Jude chapter one, which is only one chapter in itself. There's no other chapters. Jude chapter uh, one, verse 14 and 15. You'll see the very prophecy in that book talking about Enoch. But there's no other books in the regular traditional Bibles like your King James, New International Version, such and such that don't talk about Enoch. It mentions Enoch in the beginning of Genesis as one of the sons of Adam. But the problem with that is. There's nothing spoken. All you know in the book of uh, of Genesis about Enoch is that he walked with God and he was taken. But you don't hear anything else about it. Then when you get to Jude, which is in the New Testament, you start reading all this stuff about Enoch and and Jude uh, in those two verses about the 10,000s of prophecies and the saints coming back and all this that he was given prophecy to. That's because it's in the book of Enoch. But you have to order a book Uh, a book of Enoch, or you have to get the Apocrypha in order to read that. And it's not right. So, yeah, who are we to, to judge what we do not know? And man has always tried to do that. He has decided what fits and what doesn't. If the most high gave you divine inspiration, and that's another thing I was trying to tell you, it wasn't that it was divinely inspired, it was given. That's what the true definition of that means. Spiritus means breath, right? And when you say inspiration, you're saying in the breath. That's why I say inspiration comes from the form of the Latin inspiritus, right? What means in the breath or inspiration, he was given divine inspiration through the spirit. That's what it really means. It wasn't, didn't mean you were inspired. In English, inspired in English really means in Hebrew, you through the divine spirit of the most high were given the instruction what to write. That's why they mistranslated. People are walking around thinking that these prophets were divinely inspired and they just started writing things down. Well who inspired them? The most high. But if you put it in the right context, it makes sense what the Most High did. The Most High, through the Spirit, divinely gave them the information to write. That's why the Bible is so accurate. That's why it's so accurate overall when you look at prophecies and when you look at the things that are going on in society right now. We're talking about a one world currency. We're talking about a one world religion. We're talking about weather happening in places it normally doesn't. Famines increasing. Pestilence is increasing. And when I said famines, I said diseases earlier. Famines meaning people being hungry. They're famished. Pestilences is diseases. Okay, so I know I said that earlier in the show. I get so excited sometimes. I <laughs> Even I get an error. But when I catch it, I correct it immediately. Because I can't have that on my heart, weighing on my heart, or people walking off thinking that's what it means who don't know no better. Pestilences is, is things like this that you getting sick, any type of sickness, famines as people are hungry. This is where you get to where I'm famished. When you say I'm parched, parched means you're thirsty. When you say I'm famished, that means you're hungry. So when you put it in a plural sense, famines, that means that there's going to be starvations happening all over the planet because of food shortages. And this is why people are acting a fool and stealing and all this other stuff Cause some people are just hungry And we got all these rich people walking the earth with their ass on their shoulders they, Some of them not even rich, they, some, some middle class, you know, walking around like, you know And then they got a nerve to call themselves Christians and say I donate to the church Fine, I'm not saying trust everybody that approaches you because you have to be careful You don't know what people's intentions are But if you care about people and you're doing so many works for the Lord. Once again, all these people out here trying to look good in the public eye, but behind closed doors, they're stereotyping, they're racist, they can't stand certain groups of people based on their color or their gender or where they are, you know, their location, the genealogy, all these different things. People who say they love Jesus and they're for Jesus, these are the same people that would persecute Jesus if he walked up to him right now as he did back in the times when he was walking amongst the Pharisees. You see how cocky and arrogant those Sanhedrins were in the temple, who called themselves the scholars and the leaders and the representations, I mean, and the representatives of God. You, you see how these people were walking around fixing their face up, like the scriptures say, so that when people see them, they look like they're, they're in deep agony and they've been meditating and fasting. You're not supposed to do that. And the scriptures tell you that. Some of y'all need to come out of Babylon with that attitude. Yeah, I'm a passionate brother. I sin too. I'm, I'm, my flesh is weak. I, I'm, I'm no perfect. I'm no better than anybody. But what I ain't going to do is walk around here like my stuff don't stink. My ass don't belong on my shoulders. It, belo- it belongs where it's at. The Lord knew where butts, where, where butts were supposed to be, and it's not on your damn shoulders. So for some people who walking around with their ass on their shoulders, you need to b- put it back where it belongs, sit it down, and come down to humbling yourself, come down a few pegs off these pedestals that you're on thinking you better, or because you got more education. That education and that piece of paper, that degree, it don't mean shit. I'm educated. I've got got a background. I've graduated, I got degrees. Doesn't mean anything. There's some people who never finished school and they're walking around multimillionaires. Billionaires. Hard work pays off You read the book of Sirach I gave it to you the other day In the podcast Isaiah 520 I told you that the most high is responsible For making people rich, poor, healthy It's all based on the Lord When he says And I don't want to say Lord Since I just gave you the scriptures yesterday And telling you that it's Adonai Because Lord means by all. You got to break yourselves out of these habits You see how I'm doing it? I'm still saying stuff now now, I say it sometimes on purpose for a lot of you who may just be coming to the show or who haven't quite got it yet. Because if I say Adonai to a lot of y'all, you, you might hear it, but you may not know what it means. Adonai in Hebrew means master. OK, and that's referred to as God. And when you put the I on the end of Adonai, because it comes from the word Adonai, Adonai, That means either Lord or master. Right. But when you say Adonai. That's my master, my Lord. We're going to have a day where we break it down and even make it slower. We might even have some people on to kind of like give it more context. I'm trying to come up with different ideas. If any of you have an idea, I would love to hear it. Please share your ideas. Please email me, family. I don't know you. I can't read your mind if you don't send me no emails. For those of you that are intrigued and interested We don't look down upon nobody. Everybody on this show is an equal. I don't care if your knowledge isn't where you think mine is or if mine isn't where yours is. We all got to come up. We all got to go through these trials and tribulations. I don't care what your status is. I don't care how old you are. None of that shit means anything when you are standing before the Lord, because to him, we're all babies. And we're all full of sin. We all falling short of the glory. So all that, that having your ass on your shoulders, put it back where it belongs. You won't born baby with your ass on your back. Put it below the back so you can sit down. And some of us already don't have much tail as it is and we want to put it on our backs. Come on now, what are you doing? I know I'm figuratively speaking metaphorically here and I'm being funny and humorous and you should be laughing. But I am also being serious because we need to take it down a few pegs. We do need to humble ourselves. I am the first one to step in line and say that about myself. No one man or woman is an island. I don't care how fine you are women. I don't care how handsome and model like you are brothers. I don't care if you're working out your pecs about the burst your shirt like you the Hulk. I don't care if you got that Barry White voice. I don't care if you got the pretty boy features. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. I don't care how much money you got in your bank account. I don't care how flat your car is. I don't care how cool you are when you walk. And I got one of the coolest walks on earth. It don't matter if you ain't where you need to be. If you ain't trying to be all you can be and you don't got to join the army to do that. All you need to do is get in these scriptures. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, for anybody that's listening to this show, this is not a Bible show. This is a reality show where we talk about real things, real things that matter. When I say keep it real, I'm not talking about this world because this world is an illusion. It's only as real as your mind makes it and it's only as real as the laws of gravity and the laws of physics make it. And I can't, let me take out gravity. The laws of physics covers all of that because there are rules to living in this dimension in these bodies. I'm gonna to talk to you all the way and even if you don't get everything I'm saying, you might get it later. So maybe I'm talking to a future you that can go back and say, damn, I got what Jay saying. As long as you get it before it's too late, that's all that matters to me. I've done my job. I ask y'all all all the time, pray for your boy. Now you notice we haven't even taken a commercial break yet. Guess what? We're about to do that right now. (laughs) Remember, this is the after show, fam. Okay, this is the after show of... What we've been talking about later. I mean, recently, what we've been talking about recently, my mind's all over the place right now, but I'm passionate about this and, uh, we will be having a show on the succubus and incubus. That's probably going to come hmm, later in the week. I kind of want to focus on that. Now it ain't going to be no four or five hours, not even three. It's not that deep. We don't need to go into it. Um, And I'm talking about some real stuff going on here, fam. This ain't no judgment upon nobody. Listen, I have said a lot of things on this show that may be pertaining to a lot of you. It may be pertaining to a lot of people in general. And it may even pertain to people that I know personally. Some things I've experienced in my own life. And I'm not talking about any, just one particular person. Even if it may, even if the persons that have are listening to this, know that it may be pertaining to them or they may assume it's pertaining to them. Let me put it like that, because not every time I say something is it about that person or persons, but if they know or think that's what it is, because they've heard me tell them this personally, then OK, if you're no longer doing those things, it no longer pertains to you. That's the old you. But if you're still doing those things, guess what? It pertains to you. If I'm doing these things It pertains to me. There's no hypocrisy over here. Even though I'm the one talking about it, I have to because it's my show. But I am never too good to admit my own wrongs. I just told y'all. And it may not be a wrong thing, but it may be something that's wrong to the most high. What we like to look at is normal, human, life. The most high looks at it and says, that's an abomination. That's a sin. He knows better Than anyone with 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 his life, with his human nature, he created us. But that doesn't mean because it's in our nature that it's in his. And that's why he had to. He's trying to reform us, transform us, get us to come out of the folly of our old ways, make those things that we're doing now former things, so he can make you new again, brand new, give you a new mind, a new heart, a new perception. A new spirit. That's all he's trying to do. So he knows humans ain't gonna just stop this shit overnight. Even some of y'all don't consider certain words that I use cussing an abomination or a sin. The Bible does say to watch your tone, watch the words that come out of your mouth, to 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 try to. Um, encourage positive and righteous things so even i gotta work on my mouth now if you notice i don't use the f word i don't use mf i don't say what seems to me here we go again a man making things that seem of right to him oh <laughs> right it's not that i think it's right to say these words and not right to say other words because in the eyes of the Most High, depending on how you're using the words and the tones that you're using them, man, it can also provoke violence and negativity and sin. Right? So He just wants us to try to do better in what we say and how we say it. He knows that it's a process. If you're really sincerely trying to stop your ways of doing things, He will work with you. But if He see you BSing Him, He know your heart. He know your thoughts. He know you're just playing games or you're putting on a show. That's not going to cut it with him. And that's actually going to make it worse for you. And that goes for me or anybody that's doing that. And I'm not doing that, by the way. That's why I call myself telling you all these things out loud in person, publicly, that is, so that, you know, I'm coming real with you. I'm not gonna sit up here and put smiles on my face and act like I'm Joel Osteen and oh, love everybody, blessings. And then Joel Osteen behind the door got somebody's wife's legs up or something. I don't know, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but that's what a lot of these pastors are doing. They'll tell you, God bless. And they married and they are men of the cloth. They took an oath. They did all the things ritualistically to swear they wouldn't do what normal men are guilty of doing. And yes, we can all say, yeah, he's still a man. I get it I'm not knocking a pastor that makes those errors but don't be a pastor and continuously doing those things and then calling yourself standing on the pulpit in front of the in front of the people that's supposed to be the lost sheep and you leading them to the most high and you sitting up there and you telling them all this stuff that can be for any of us am I guilty of that in terms of uh sexual immorality of course of course you know what I'm saying? I'm not like I said. I'm a man. I'm not gonna just everything will just happen overnight. But I'm damn sure not. That's why I tell y'all: do not give me a label. Do not call me a teacher. Do not call me no pastor. First of all, I don't want to be no pastor unless it's my calling. And I and and if the, if the if look, if y'all say you are gonna be a pastor, what am I? Who am I to say no? I'm not. <laughs> See, like, if he say you're going to be a pastor, I really got to get it in gear. I'm just a messenger who's sharing the good news, which you call the gospel. That don't mean we, I'm not a sinner. That don't mean that I'm still not worldly. That means that I'm taking an interest in the Lord and I'm trying to do better. I'm taking an interest in y'all and I'm trying to do better because I want to walk in the ways of the most high. I don't want to keep being found guilty of things. And I'm, I'm guilty of enough as it is. It's a work in progress. And if you read your Bible, you will know every one of these so-called people that y'all like to put on pedestals. A majority of them were more sinful than a lot of us, but they changed. So this is not a preaching. I don't preach. I I talk it real. That's why I talk the way I do. So I can reach anybody that's feeling like, damn, I'm not on his level. Yes, you are. You on my level. You just don't know it. And that don't mean I'm on a level that y'all ain't on or I'm above anybody. I know in the past, compliments that were made to me about me being an angelic being. And that's, when you say angel, I know most people mean that in a benevolent sense. But when you just say angel, that's not giving any kind of adjective, meaning or description to what there's many types of angels. And are we talking good? And I don't like to use terms like good or bad. Are we talking fallen angels or divine angels are the most high? divine messengers is what they are. The fallen ones are not divine messengers. They are on this earth, getting it in just like you trying to get you in more trouble because they know that their, their time is short and they know they already, the verdict has already been their, their 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 verdict has already come to an end. It's just a matter of them waiting on it. But for us, ours hasn't come to an end yet. We have time to change. That's why there's a spiritual warfare. They're trying to sway you to keep doing wrong, to keep staying in sin, and to keep thinking wrongfully and have darkness in you so you'll fall with them. They've already fallen. They cannot be forgiven. Their, their verdict has already been made. So, and shit, they know they're going to hell. They might as well get all they can get out of it. So the fallen ones, they down here pounding out all the women, getting them pregnant, raping them. What you call... Uh, alien abductions and in vitro fertilization and artificial insemination this if all the ones are doing this ain't no messenger the most high doing that okay so anybody that thinks the grays and all these different entities from all these different constellations there's some form of an angelic being we just give them titles angels to y'all are babies with wings and all of them are pretty and some of them are a certain color to some of y'all and and they're always singing and having their fingers and, and, and no there are angels that are like that yes but that is not the actual one and only depiction of an angel so real quick family we're going to take this break this show is not going to be long when we come back from commercial break we may do another 30 minutes i'm your boy j rated r stay tuned we will return after these messages Hey, 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 family! It's your boy Jay Rated R, and that's right—you are tuning in to Fairo Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first, no doubt. Family, we're giving a lovely shout out to four lovely individuals. That's right—you already know who it is. They've been on the show once, and we look forward to having them many times after. Those individuals is Miss Alex Marcoux, Connie, Shauna, and Daniel. That's right. We had them on our show and we broke down the loveliness of all of what they're doing, the body of work they're putting in spiritually. And don't forget, they have a brand new book out called Destination New Earth, which is a blueprint to the 5D consciousness. Make sure you go on the site and check it out. Support them. Now, I know the next thing you're wondering is how can we do that? What is the information? Well, I thought you'd never ask. So check this out. We're going to start with the email. And the email is Alex, that's A as an Apple, L as a Larry, E as an Eddie, X is an Xavier, at Alex And to spell Alex once again it's A-L-E-X, and then Marcou. M is in Mary, A as an Apple, R is in Robert, C is in Connie, O as an Oscar, U as an Umbrella, and X as an Xavier.com. So make sure you email them at Alex at alexmarcou.com and the website family is the same only you're not putting Alex at you're putting www.alexmarcu.com and they have many other types of books they have life signs which is the tapping of the power of synchronicity serendipity and miracles check that out they also have books like facades They have books like Back to Salem. They have books like A Matter of Degrees, The Royal Secret. Make sure you check it out. And of course, the newest book that we had, we had them on the show back on May 21st called Destination New Earth. Well, family, we definitely look forward to having those sisters and the young brother back on the show to do what they do. Much love to them and make sure you support what they're doing globally. Make sure you keep supporting favorite Radio. And if you like more like this, let me know. We can make it happen. Y'all be safe. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. I'm your boy J Rated R signing off saying to all those, stay safe, stay blessed, and peace and namaste. So, all right, all right, family, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay, and that's right. Today's topic is open chat, reply back, conclusive thoughts. And all that simply means is we're just going to kind of have some chill time, some downtime to talk about what Jay Rated R has been talking about in his last few podcasts. Um, I'm sure those of you who have been been intrigued by it, uh, thank you for your compliments. Thank you for your comments. And... I know it's a lot to process, even to those who haven't said anything and probably won't say anything. If you've listened to the entire show of whichever podcast it was that you tuned into, I thank you anyway for giving me that much time of your undivided attention. And that means a lot to me because it's not just me. I want you to hear it's what's behind the message. It's the spirit that that the spirit of truth. Now, I say things in my own way because I'm my own person. But if I'm speaking it direct and I'm doing it in the right way enough to to reach the people, to bring them closer to the most high, that's that's hey, that's definitely a huge win. Without saying otherwise and without say period, I mean, it's a huge win, but we talk about any and everything. That's why when this show had came into development, I didn't want it to just be a show that's based on a specific type of title or a specific subject. That's why I put it in the categories that were available in terms of picking out what would best describe this particular type of show. And that's society and culture. There's nothing more that you can put into words better than that. I'm not only talking to a variety of people in society, but I'm talking to a variety of cultures So I'm not just reaching a certain people. I'm reaching people from all walks. Now, it may be at times to a lot of you that I focus more predominantly in a particular category in terms of biblical matters. But when you look at the Bible, look at it from this perspective. See, anybody that thinks that way is still thinking religious. And that's the difference with me. I don't want it to come off religious. And I can't help how it comes off in terms of how I talk because I'm not going to. This is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to dance around the scriptures. It either, it's either all, it's either everything or it's nothing. OK, and I mean, that's with me giving you my best interpretation. Honestly, I'm not like I said here to um, dance around the topics because then I'm not doing any justice and and, and serving you the people. And being honest, and I'm definitely before I serve man, I'm going to have to serve the most high. And that's who I serve first. And I'm not going to do that to him either oh. or her in some of y'all's eyes. Um, but it's not a he or she. It's a spirit. Father is a spirit. We Yes, predominantly comes off male. So we talk about it in that sense. But in order for a female energy to exist, it had to come from the creator. So that should tell you something that the creator is just as feminine as well. Now, me saying that, please, for all of those of you that are on planet Earth here, do not think in the mind or mundane sense of a human. When I say he is feminine, I am not calling him bisexual or gay. Those terms mean something totally different in the flesh. I'm saying that this being is perfectly made with both masculine and feminine energy as one polar uh, opposition as a unity. So that is what I'm saying. All right. And a lot of you don't like to refer to the Most High in a gender sense. And I understand that. You like to call him Source or the Infinite One, right? Or the Great Spirit, as a lot of our other brothers and sisters from other cultures have given him that name or it or her that name. I like to call Him As a symbol Based on the way the Bible describes The Most High Um, And a lot of times In this modern day society When we use English As a a way to uh, Explain ourselves or interpret something We usually use he As the forerunning or the formal way of, Of talking about both he or she For instance When the Bible refers to man or mankind He's not just talking about actual males Or masculine beings He's talking about females Because according to the scriptures, females came from the rib of a man. She's a woe man. okay. And the word woe is short for the word womb. Right. A womb man. Right. She came from his rib, his ribonucleic acid. Right. So. They complement one another. They're not meant to be exactly the same. Women and men are complete opposites in terms of their natures. But in terms of them complementing and bringing out the best in one another, because they are opposites, they will attract naturally. That is why and how you become equally yoked with a woman and woman with a man, because you are here to complement one another. This ain't meant to be who can, who's the greatest and who's the lesser or the weakest in this. Because at the end of the day, men have respective roles as masculine beings and women have respective roles, roles as feminine beings. We have gotten out of touch through the laws of the most high as to how that is supposed to be played out. Because we're living in a modern day society where your so-called forefathers, and I'm not talking about the ones in the Bible. I'm talking about your ones you put on a pedestal in the government your Abraham Lincolns and Thomas Jeffersons and George Washingtons and all these guys, and even before them, they have corrupted the Bible by, oppos- uh, by acting in opposites. They got women now acting more like men and men acting more like women. And how can a man be a protector of a woman if he's just as feminine as a woman? Now, that doesn't mean because you're feminine that you can't protect yourself and that you're incapable of handling yourself. I know some women that can kick some man's asses. Physically, So don't ever underestimate, fellas, a woman. I don't even think like that. That would be a male chauvinist. But there is this thing called natural anatomy, physics. Men have more stronger upper bodies by nature because they're built and equipped to be workers in the physical department. Women ain't supposed to be out here cutting limber, uh, uh, limber and all this stuff. They're not supposed to be out here Even though they can do it It's not a matter of you trying to prove yourself That you can be just as good as a man Society has made you that Because they gave you you these jobs Where you couldn't do what men were doing And you felt like There was a lot of male prejudice And there have been Based on how men think But it was done in a disrespectful way When we take our respective roles through the most high, when we follow his commandments, his laws and statutes, and we understand from his perspective how we are to act, it's not an insult. It's a great privilege and a great honor to venerate him and doing what he says because it blesses us. Women do uh, and are behind a lot of great ideals and successes of men. Women are more than just caterers. They're caretakers of life. They give birth to everything. They are the mothers of all living. That's why Eve was named Eve. She's the mother of all living. See, Abraham is the father of many nations because it's a man's seed that's in, it's put into the woman that creates nations. Nations of men are builders. Men are architects naturally by nature. Now, that doesn't mean every man knows how to build. It means that when there's building to be done, it is a man that does it because he was created for that purpose. When We can get out of today's meanings and ways of what is versus getting back to Bible, getting back to the Torah, like Revelation chapter 18, verse four says, and start following this. Instead of what we think in this society, based on what they give you laws and legislation, uh, legislation to and all of that, we can get out of that and get back to the real deal. This world will become a balance again. (coughs) Excuse me. That is the whole point of man having a companion. That is the whole point where man doesn't have to be alone. Women get offended when a man saying these things because it sounds like a man is being a chauvinist, a bigot, that he's being prejudiced because there's a there's a sort of male brio or zeal of arrogance and a laugh that comes with when a woman says something, a man (laughs) that's cute, baby. But getting back to what I was really saying, and that's how women get upset. And I understand that. And women do it to men, but it's not as felt heart wise as it is to a man as it is to a woman. Because women by nature are more sensitive, right? They're nurturers. That's why you're sensitive. Y'all are giving birth to, to life. So you have to be a nurturer. That's why nature and nurture are synonymous with phonetics in terms of how they sound because they actually go hand in hand you can't be a nurturer and a caretaker if you're not one with nature because what do we call nature by design we call nature mother nature we don't say father nature (laughs) because fathers aren't giving birth fathers aren't creating they're not the mother of all living but they are the fathers of many nations they build nations they're builders Women, y'all got to start giving real men. And I have to emphasize real men. And let me tell you what a real man is. Just because you are a man and you got a deep voice or a light voice or you got a stature that's nice and stock. Or you, you know, but if you got some, you know, some, 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 some things about your character that's suspect and you're not, you're not being strong in yourself. How can a woman look at you as a provider or how could she look at you as a protector? If you, if she got to do more protecting you. And she got to be more of a provider than you. How can she call you a man? See, I'm going to touch again. This these podcasts lately are going to get a little touchy. They're going to get a little sensitive because what we need is an ego check. All of us from me all the way to anybody that's listening and anybody that's not. We need an ego check because we've let society dictate what is versus what isn't. This is why the world is turned upside down. All this talk of love and just letting people be and minding our business and letting people love who they want, that's well and dandy. It sounds good, but when you look at what it's doing to the planet, when you look at it's not natural in the sense of how creation itself was made because there's natural laws to physics and all of that also carries over into the spirit world. Let me rephrase that. Let me back it up. It don't carry over into the spiritual world. It's coming from the spiritual world that carries over into the physical. If you thought for one minute that everything here in this world translates to the spirit in other words that this world came first how in the hell could that even be you had to become a thought a thought had to be brought into existence and that existence had to be solidified and confirmed before it became what it is so in other words all things come from the spirit plane and then they manifest into the physical a thought is etheric Okay, you were thought into existence. The idea of you even being created was a creation in itself. You can't make something without it being created first. There's a difference in the technology, I mean, in the terms, in the terminology, and the technology too, spiritually, if you want to call it that. <laughs> but the terminology I meant when a woman and a man come together, it's not just for reproductive cycles. And whatever mindset that people have come to, it's because they've been hurt. They've seen how so many people have been treated by the opposite sex, and they fall in love because other women know how to cater and nurture the other women. Hence, what you guys like to call, and I say guys, not just males, I mean this as in all of you people, male and female, what you people like to call, <laughs> and again, we're so sensitive. If you say the word lesbian or if you say the word, well, faggot is a little bit harsh. <laughs> okay, I mean, first of all, let's. before I get to where I'm going, a faggot means a bundle of sticks. Has nothing to do with gays. That is actually a slanderous, derogatory term of lingo that people like to use in order to single out or refer to a certain group of people in a very demeaning De- denigrating and derogatory fashion, and the same can be said for lesbians, Lesbos. All these names: Black people called niggers, White people called hunkies, uh, Chinese people called um, what, what do we call? What do we call Asians? We call them all kind of different names. Cheeks. We can I mean, nobody likes to hear these things. We call. Um, I, I mean, these are all derogatory ner- same, names, right? Sand niggers is called Arabs. <laughs> I mean, you gotta start laughing at these derogatory terms. I know they piss some of you off and it should. That's called divisive. That's called divide and conquer. I get under your skin because I'm talking about the color of your skin. What is color? If we're gonna hate on somebody because of the color, then we need to hate on every color and every other place in the world. If you wear a black shirt but you hate black people, does that really make you much racist? Because if you don't like black people, you shouldn't wear anything black. And not all black people are black. That's a derogatory term in itself. They're people of color. Black people, as you want to call them that, or Africans, if you want to call them that, come in all shades. Some of us are lighter than the white people. So what are you talking about? And I can't even say us because I'm not just a man of color. I'm a man of many colors. Majority of this planet is mixed in some kind of way. They may like to take a label and look at themselves predominantly more as something because they either look it or they are ashamed of it being their reputation or them as an individual being unaccepted if they were to claim other races that they are a part of ethnically I mean ethnically I can't talk today y'all ethnic wise let's just say that okay I know some days my vocab is high today I can barely get a word out their ethnicity Jesus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm hungry, man. Anyway, you're not you when you're hungry, right? And I don't have a Snickers around me right now. I'm just play- I'm just tripping. This is what it is, though, family. We got to come out of this. And so I get that people are trying to make a point in today's society, trying to make a statement. How can we, how can us, you know, the LGBTQ is really going through it right now. Because... There are people of old mentalities, of of different mentalities that are really hitting them really hard about their lifestyle, their preference, whom they choose to be with. It's not even a thing anymore so much, even though it's still a thing that, oh, I see an interracial couple. Now normally when you hear interracial, the first thing people think of is black and white, but there are interracial couples of all kinds. Who gives a damn, right? Now the Bible tells us not to mix (laughs) and this was more so predominantly in 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 Israel at the time. Why? Because he wasn't talking about the Gentiles. He was talking about Israels and see, even with them, a lot of them had tribes and certain tribes were not to be mixed. Not because he had a problem with skin. The most high don't see you by your skin. He saw you by your DNA. Because remember, the fallen angels mix themselves with the daughters of man. This is where your Nephilim children and these mixed demigods and all these different things came into play. And if you mix in something that's pure with something that's tampered and stained, you're going to get corruption and chaos. You're mixing like it's like being in a science lab. You're mixing the wrong chemicals together. You're going to get an adverse reaction. That's not so good. That's why he said that didn't have nothing to do with it because, oh, you're black and you're lighter. You're, you are no know, had nothing to do with that. He don't care who you love in terms of the opposite sex. Let me say it like that again in terms of the opposite sex. But he doesn't love you any less if you love the same sex, but he doesn't approve of the lifestyle because he created men for women and women for men. Now, however y'all wanna take that, if you're someone who has a lover that's the same sex, J-rated R is not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing nobody under the bus. I'm not hating on nobody. I got some, some of my greatest friends are gay or bisexual. That's their thing. It doesn't change how I talk to them, how I feel for them as a person, uh, how I look at them. It's the lifestyle I'm talking about based on the Bible. Okay, I, you're not gonna have to stand before me and be judged. So I, it's not, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. But I say uh, that's that's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject because these are the things that pastors are real careful. They tiptoe around this in church. They ain't gonna talk about that. First of all, that money ain't gonna keep coming in like they want. Second of all, they they want to be accepted. I don't care about being accepted. You don't accept me, accept me for being real, true, loving, and honest. And I don't have to be disrespectful to anybody because I disagree with anything they're doing or any way that they're living. J-rated all ain't like that. Anybody that has talked to me personally that knows me, they know I'm, I'm good with everybody that I talk to, but if I don't agree with some, I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you. That's why you respect me. That's why you love me as a true friend. Because I'm not gonna always tell you what you wanna hear. I'm not gonna always cater to your ego. I'd be a lying friend if I did that and I wouldn't be a real person. So learn to accept the truths or at least respect it because at least, you know, you're going to get the honesty from somebody who really loves and cares about you, whether I'm right or wrong and how I feel, at least you know how I feel and I'm telling you the truth. That's realer. You can't buy that type of, of, of honesty and love. You can't either. You got it or you don't either. It's in you or it's not. And, so again, you know, who gets, you know who gets hurt when they're delivering something they're told to deliver? The messenger. How many times have y'all got mad at UPS for delivering a box that you ordered before Christmas or somebody's birthday and they got here late or a day after and you laying their ass out? You know what I'm saying? Look, the guy just gets up every day, puts his pants on, or the woman gets up and puts her pants on. She goes to work, he goes to work. They clock in. They 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 have a truck that's loaded with whatever came in, and they had are to deliver them. It's not their fault. Not if they're not if they're on course doing what they're supposed to do. Now, sometimes it can also be the opposite. It, it is, sometimes it is their fault because sometimes. People are, p- are piddling around. When I say peddling, I don't mean they're making deliveries and they got to you late. That's not piddling. That's them taking care of their job, doing who came first and where they got to go first. No, when I say piddling, I mean some of them, they on the phone talking. They took a longer lunch break than they were supposed to, irresponsibly. They were talking and they weren't paying attention to, uh, uh, to, the, to the list that they had. So they missed some people. They're showing up for work late every day on purpose for no legitimate reason. That's when you blame individuals for making the company look bad. But when the company gets these packages and you're doing your job like you've been doing a good job and you're delivering them and you're trying to get your shift over with, and you're taking your time, you're going down your list and you're hitting the people that you're supposed to hit with what, the, uh, with what inventory you got on, on your truck, you can't blame that person, but see, The customer don't care either way because guess what? If you rocking UPS or FedEx or whatever the delivery company is, if you rocking them, representing them in any kind of way, it's your fault. They're gonna put you in that category. And that's how people of the most high are. The messengers come telling you this is not what this is supposed to be. I come with a message, they're gonna shoot the messenger because he's the closest one to him. He's the one representing the thing that's against what they're doing and they don't want that. Get that out of here. So that's how people got to start viewing things. So don't kill a messenger, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, cause J- JR could care less what you're doing. You feel me? I'm the type that when I read in Sirach, one of those things Sirach said in the chapter 11 that I told you about in Isaiah chapter five, verse 20, it said what? Stay out of people's business if it ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm not gonna jump in your business just cause you doing something. But there's a season for everything. There's a time for everything. The scriptures tell us, be ready in and out of season. See what I'm saying? Do you think a lot of them prophets wanted to do some of the things they were doing when God? Look, let me tell you about Jeremiah. Jeremiah wanted, a, he wanted to have his own life. Every time he turned around, the most high was telling him, I need you to do this. And he was like, Lord, why me? Can you get somebody else to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of them felt like that. Why, why I got it? Moses, let's use somebody everybody know. Moses felt like that. Moses had just left Egypt after killing a man on behalf of a Hebrew slave because he didn't like the way that person was being treated. And he defended them. He killed them. And he had to hurry and get out of there. Well, he went all the way out in the desert. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He met met some some women. One of them was his wife. She was the sisters to those women who were out getting some water for the father. And some men came along and he protected them from them. And to show their thanks, they brought him back to where they were living, introduced him to the father. And one of them, they all liked him, but he only picked one. And that became his wife. Do you think Moses had in mind to be doing all of what he did? No, he wanted to settle down, get out of Egypt's way, live his life in privacy, have his wife, have some kids, cater to the the property and and the farming, and, and just mind his business and die old. That ain't how it turned out. He saw that light burning from that bush up on that mountain, (laughs) and that was it. What he wanted was, it, it didn't matter at that point. Moses' life as Moses wanted it was done, okay? That's just what it means when they say you are a chosen people. You don't choose the most high. He chooses you. So a lot of people walking around delivering these messages, this wasn't what they saw in their minds, you know? (laughs) <laughs> they had a different plan, man. They like a boy, man. Could you pick this, pick this guy? He's more qualified. Why are you picking me? I can't even talk. Moses was like that because he was stuttering. He had a speech impediment. The Lord cleaned all that up, said, no, nah, you're going to talk. And, and and sometimes you ain't got to talk. I'm going to make your brother Aaron, who you don't even know. I'm going I'm to make your brother Aaron your prophet. That's in Exodus chapter seven, verse one. Y'all got to read it, man. So, read Exodus chapter 7, verse 1 through 3. That's all I'm saying. So, some of us don't have a choice. Yeah, we got free will. So, when I say we don't have a choice, it don't mean like he's making you do it. But if you don't beckon to his call, if you decide to turn your back on him, it's... There may be consequences for that. And some of you say, see, that's the kind of God I don't want to serve. It's free will. okay? you don't have to serve him. I just said he ain't making you do it. But I said there's consequences because you don't see what blessings he's going to reward you with for doing it later. You only see what you want to see as a human being for what you want right now. See, we always want to pleasure ourselves in the flesh. We want simple things that we look at. But to the most high, that's nothing. That's That's like he's like, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? I got something better for you. <laughs> but we don't want to do some stubborn. Okay, what do we say in the Bible in his time in Moses' time? We, he was calling people stiff neck. We're stiff neck generation. We stubborn. We bullheaded. We won't do what we want to do. How we want to do it on our time. The way we see fit. We want to make it what we want it to be then we wonder why we keep not getting blessed and the same being that we're praying to and hoping that he forgives us and give us blessings is the same one we turning our backs on and 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 picking other gods over and doing whatever we want to do and we still expect him to have mercy on us and and forgive us but yet we're not giving him anything in return that is that that is what i'm talking about that that hypocritical oath (laughs) you know some some of us are under and don't realize that's contradictive. That's conflict of interest. That's a whole lot of things. Do as I say, but don't do as I do. We got that mentality. That's ego. And a lot of it, a lot of times, believe it or not, it's narcissistic. Doesn't mean you're a narcissist, but it's narcissistic. And who's the biggest narcissist? You got it. Them fallen ones and the one that's leading them. ha the biggest narcissist of them all. Even Lucifer. Because if you read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, he wanted to ascend his throne above the most highs. He wanted to be like him, but he wanted to be beyond him. He wanted to be above him. He wanted to replace him. You tell me that ain't he ain't got a goal on him. And this the very creator that made him, that created him, gave him everything he is and everything he has and made him everything he became. He was perfect. He was beautiful. Yeah, he was highly intelligent. He had all these powers. He had a high position. He was right up there serving right under the throne and he threw all that away because he thought he could do better. Now I give him I give him this much. If you're gonna believe in yourself, go all the way. I give him this too. Who else could he have looked up to? Nobody other than the most high. It was like the son that wanted to be his father and get his father's approval, but he wanted to do it in a very uh, evil way. <laughs> Instead of working to, to gain himself in a greater position and to be humble with what he already had and appreciative, and appreciating the fact that he was already venerated by a lot of his fellow brethren because of the creator. He wanted to do what the creator did and he did he just couldn't because he's not the creator and that didn't settle too well and set too well with him and his ego and his being. So he wanted to create pandemonium confusion. He wanted to create his own council, get his own angels. He wanted to believe that they could with enough of them, they could overthrow the creator. That was, that was what he actually thought. Not knowing that the creator is more powerful in virtue and everything, that he don't need no entity, that he created all those beings in the first place. And see, that's kind of how we as humans are. That stuff has trended and transcended in a downward spiral into us because when we fail coming out of the Garden of Eden, we had that same mentality. So not only did beings in heaven fall, he created, he caused the beings on earth to come out of their position. And and, and actually, paradise at the time in the Garden of Eden wasn't really on earth per se. It was in another dimension. So it was a heavenly abode of perfection and humans were on a lesser level and he caused them to fall. So his dude is just, wherever he goes, he creates pandemonium, chaos, confusion. He destroys, he steals, he kills your joy. And this is what he, this is what's been, this is why we are in a world of sin. We're born into it because Adam and Eve, (laughs) they listened to that damn serpent and everybody had to pay for it now. So my whole point is the ego is the serpent. Even though it's wise, right? Because the Bible tells you be wise like serpents, but harmless as doves. So serpents aren't necessarily representations of evil. They represent and denote wisdom. And this is why the serpent was the wisest. And this is why he's considered dangerous because he's cunning. And because he's wise, but he's not in obedience to the creator, he can create confusion through enchantment he's a smooth talker that's why he's got a double-edged uh tongue right a double-edged tongue is like a double-edged sword you look at a sword and you look at the tongue of a snake it's very similar in shape the only difference is a sword has an end that goes straight out where a snake has two ends that fold in inwardly so it's like a flap of a flag or something but at the same time it's a double-edged sword that's why they call it that because he can really get you. He'll say one thing to you to entice you, but he's sticking you at the same time because he's leading you astray. He's tempting you at the same time. He's deceiving you. So that's why you got to be careful. Some of these smooth-talking, snake-tongued-ass people out here, man, they casting spells, and they're, they're, they're the children of the devil, man. Like, you know... We all have gifts of the spirit. A lot of us can, can, can I mean, I've been guilty of it myself in the past, you know, but not trying to hurt nobody. It doesn't matter if your intentions are to hurt. If your intentions are to deceive for pleasures or gain, then you're doing wrong, according to the Bible, because you're not being honest. You're not being you're not coming forth or coming forward and being forthcoming. Right. And your intentions and. Yes, there is a such thing as good manipulation, but anytime you hear the word manipulation, we automatically tie it to deception because to deceive is to gain for usually some type of nefarious purpose, even if it's a minor sin or it's not to hurt no one, but to just gain something from somebody, you're tricking them, right? Right. You're tricking them. You're trying to manipulate the situation by beguiling them. And sometimes women are better at it than men, even though there's some smooth dudes out here. Because a man is forthcoming, right? He's the protector, but he can be deceiving, too. This is how pimps exist to women who are into prostitution. Now, there's so many ways you can take these examples, modify it, and use it for whatever reason that fits your narrative, but at the end of the day, as smooth as we all can come to saying, this is why pimps and and all this exists, this is why this exists, because it's a form of marketing, it's a form of selling, and you know the old saying, sex sells. That doesn't just necessarily mean your body. That means that when you put a beautiful woman to be your advertiser, to be your marketing brand more than likely she's gonna attract the opposite sex. And if it's a brand that women like in general, she knows better how to talk about that brand because it represents the target, which is women, who are gonna be more likely to conform to it. Men will follow wherever a woman goes. Hence, that's why when Eve ate from the tree, Adam went behind and did it. You get women involved in anything, men gonna be there. That's why if, if, if you're worried about getting men to come to something, Men are sometimes just nonchalant. They don't pay attention. They're not as keen to detail most of the times as women are. So when a woman is doing something, she's really paying attention to it. She's observant. That's why women are the greatest players in the world, better than men. Some of you brothers think you're just the top dog. I get all the tail. I can do it all. I'm bad. I'm flexing on them cheeks. That's what a lot of you guys out here saying. Okay, you think and may be doing that. Some women may be not as mindful of certain things as others even the greatest woman can be deceived just like the greatest man can and it becomes combative it becomes competition it becomes a moment of conquering for some of y'all that's why i say some of y'all got a body count that's out of this world you got more body counts than people who are dead and when i say body count for those who are not up to date with the colloquium terms that means how many people you can you can you can get in the sack I ain't got no body counts I'm going to be up here talking about. I got a pass, yes, but I'm not that guy to be out here talking about some, yeah, son, I did all this. I've never been that man. And a lot of you probably saying, Shh, yeah, whatever. No, I'm serious. I've I never been the dude to go around telling dudes, yeah, I got that. i, I never done that. Yes, there's brothers that exist that do, do that, ladies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, y'all have been so duped and so used to being around these type of men that if a man who actually isn't doing all the things that every man in your eyes is doing, you don't believe it. You feel that's a lie. Some of y'all are so narcissistic in your beliefs, no matter how much the truth knocks you on the ass, you're gonna keep getting off your ass and saying, that ain't what happened to me. You're gonna be in denial. Now, what I just said about myself means I'm not the type of guy to be out here telling nobody my business and saying and bragging because here's, here's the thing, even if we're doing wrong in the eyes of the creator with these things that, that we do as humans, you still show respect to the people you've been with. And I've trusted someone that I have loved with all my heart, told them my past, my past, not my present. I told them my past and they used it against me because it was leveraged for something else later. If they ever did something, this is what they're gonna throw in my face. Well, you was with such and such, but I wasn't with that person when I was with you. These were two different timelines. But if you're doing something that you've done to me more recently, how can you compare my past with something that you still got in your repertoire? You see, to a narc, and I'm not saying this is all narcissistic now, but we got to point it out to somebody who's that Petty minded or hearty, as the Bible says, they always have a justification or a rebuttal for why they still do what they do, because they don't feel like anybody else is not doing it. In other words, what they do is justified because they're not the only one doing it. And they, they, they would they would be remiss if they thought, well, you couldn't possibly be as honest as you claiming to be because everybody does this. No, everybody doesn't. And that's the problem with people that are in denial or deluded and the Bible says in 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 I believe verse 10 let me go to it because I don't want to give you something then it's either verse 10 or verse 11 and 2nd Thessalonians where it says these people were in such denial denial of the truth that the Lord he, he actually promoted more strong delusion That means that they would never be able to see the truth because they have deluded themselves with darkness so much by justifying their own actions that they continuously do and won't come out of that when the truth comes to them, they won't even recognize it because they cannot accept it. I'm going to read 2 Thessalonians to you where it says just that. All right, I'm going to read it out of my suffer, but you can get this out of your King James. I'm going to start with verse nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they receive not the the love of the truth that they might be saved Verse 11, this is the verse. And for this cause, Elohim, meaning God, shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Come on, fam. For people who won't come out of their wayward iniquity, when I say come out of I'm not saying J rated R don't sin. J rated R ain't doing iniquity. What I'm saying is, I'm trying to be aware of my sins and do better. I'm still falling. I fell short of the glory like everybody else did in Romans 3.23. If I have a love in my life, more than likely, I probably would end up sexually involved with them. Okay, I'm not going to lie to nobody. That don't make it right, but I'm being honest because I haven't hit that thing yet myself where I'm there. But I'm going to tell you something. And this is for those of you who are going through the struggles, too. Don't keep sleeping with different people to find the love of your life. That is something you are putting yourself deeper and deeper trouble. And Even if you didn't know the scriptures or hear, here or hear, whatever. Even if you didn't know, you feel it right in your being. You're like, okay, yeah, I got needs. I got that. But you got to have self-control because here's the thing. You can't, you can't, you can't know for sure if this is the person you're to be with just because you sleep with them. And if you're only in it with them just for sex, okay, that's a different story. It's a different story for you, not 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 me saying it's okay. But it's a different story for you because at least you're being honest in your and and what you're seeking. You don't want a relationship. You don't want nothing that could be possibly something serious for later. You just want to get a rock, right? You just want to get your rocks off. You're not practicing any type of seminal retention. Okay, so. Therefore, I got to feel good. I got to release. That's what some people believe is what makes them feel better. Going to the flesh. I get it. I've been there. Okay. Like I said, I probably would be a sucker for somebody I cared about. I ain't going to say I'd probably be a sucker, not a sucker. That's That's the wrong term. But I would be vulnerable to doing it because a part of me would want to. Like I said, we all are there. Some of us are just better about how we hold steadfast than others. See, I keep it real with y'all. I don't know where you know anybody else or any other platform where you're going to get this. This is not hypocrisy. This is not contradiction. This is just a brother giving you confession. That's what the theme of this chat is based off of. Open chat. Conclusive thoughts to all the things we've talked about or I've talked about on this show. And I say we because y'all have listened to me. Y'all have those of you who have communicated with me. All your thoughts, you are the ones that make Pharaoh Radio possible. You feel me? People don't want to hear this right now. They're still, they still in the world, all the way in the world. Some of you still like, like to get your drink on and get drunk. You don't believe in being sober-minded and vigilant. You don't even believe that. <laughs> Why do you think, fam, they call alcohol spirits? That's not the name of a brand. That's what they called alcohol, spirits, because it's ether, it's ether in a liquid form. Ether is also what you call the spirit plane, etheric plane. See? Ether is the spirits. When y'all get so drunk, blind, barely can stand up, you don't remember who you was talking shit to. You don't remember what happened. You don't even remember how you got where you got. And then when you wake up in somebody's bed with your panties off and your legs in the air, or either your shit sore and bleeding, or you waking up in a strange area, you don't even know who the hell you're next to. You don't remember doing it. It's because it won't you. You let the spirits in your auric field, your spiritual field, which no longer was being guided by the Holy Spirit or your guardian angels, because you having free will allowed to make a contract, meaning an agreement with the beings that you allowed in yourself as long, as well as the being you had sexual intercourse with. Now y'all got y'all pregnant and Or or you got you got herpes, right? I ain't for damn some clap or chlamydia or whatever. Damn, having something else, you got the clap. Oh, you got HIV because you wanted to feel it, but it really won't you. And even if you're not drunk and not on any type of influences, some of you just want to get it raw, and it's okay seemingly to people to just do it raw with anybody they meet because they like the person they enter the person but w- once you enter the last person you met to and you let him or her get it raw, see all this i want to feel good i want to feel you inside of me it's got consequences with it then you know people are looking funny and stupid when they ain't, they don't even know who the true father is or something like that because everybody want to feel good that's what feeling good will cost you Ain't nothing wrong with feeling good. I know you want to get in that thing. I know you want to get it on. I know it's great. It's beautiful. It's a spiritual act that we have taken for granted. That's why it's meant to only be with someone you love, that you plan on being with and staying with. But no, everybody want to be conquerors. Everybody want to put their flag on somebody and say, yeah, I got that. I marked that. That's me. You see the name on it? They got my, they they got my initials tattooed to their butt. Like, you know, that's big things for everybody. Humans think we doing big things. We down here trying to conquer somebody's woman, somebody's man, we don't give a damn, it ain't us. But damn, we wonder why karma hit our ass so hard. Because when you used to do that and you didn't repent for it and you out here doing it now with somebody you really like, they out here cheating on you. And that shit hurt when they break your heart. You see what I'm saying? Ain't nobody got a monopoly on suffering. Not J rated R, not those of you that's listening and those that ain't listening. But who wants to really hear this right now? I'm killing your mood. You trying to smoke some weed and get your vibe. You trying to drink you that wine and put on some put on some R&B. You ain't trying to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> y'all ain't trying to hear what I'm saying. I ain't saying I ain't never not did what y'all doing. I love R&B too. I, at one time, I thought I was the R&B man. I thought I was the R&B king. <laughs> I'm saying, you're talking about getting the move right. Hey, I was all for it. I studied that shit, cause I put myself into it. This ain't your ego. This is just me keeping it 100 with you. What woman wouldn't want to be wooed, smoothed, talked down to? No, I no don't want to be talked down to. But what woman wouldn't want to be wooed, right? Talked to with respect, treat it like that queen y'all be looking at in them Hallmark movies. Them fantasies be making people wanna do those things to get there, and you can live that life, family, but you gotta be realistic. You want what the Hallmark's showing you, with everybody's romanticizing one another, fireplace, marshmallows, it just so happens to be that the snow comes down perfectly, right, as soon as the man kisses the woman. They're all having bake sales. The whole town is in, in unison. I mean, that's beautiful, right? It's something right out of a fairy tale. Who wouldn't want to live that life? Then when you come back here to reality, you're like, oh shit, man, I got to <laughs> deal with this mofo. I got to deal with this mofo. I got to go to work today. I got to correct some problems. Some, some, some idiot at my job didn't do his job. So now I got to take on the task. I, I, I got to wake up arguing. I gotta receive this text. Why ain't you call me back last night? You was just in a Hallmark dream. That's why you love Hallmark. I love Hallmark. I love watching Hallmark, especially around the, the holiday season, right? Everybody's having fun. The kids, the snowballs is perfect. You see the gingerbread man being made. You see all the cakes and cookies and the bake sales. All the women are beautiful. The men are, are decent, right? The one guy who's always working hard meets the girl who's from out of town and, oh, this was her hometown and she came back just to say hello and, oh, you know, they, they meet each other and they have eyes, contact and fireworks right off the top. Who wouldn't want that? Come on now. I might just do a podcast one day, just talking about Hallmark. In fact, I used to feel like my poetry was so smooth and so good and it was so genuine and from the heart, I could write cards better than Hallmark. And I couldn't. I'm not being, you know, one day I might read some of my poetry to y'all. But the point I'm trying to make in all of this is if you want that type of life, you got to have some realistic factors. You got to think, what is it that I want in a relationship? What type of man or woman do I want? Don't, it's not that you are Lowering your standards when you don't get that right off the top. Now, sure, most likely for most women, depending on the percentile of men that are making really good money and out there and big time, just because a man lives that lifestyle and he's making that type of money don't mean he's the right man for you. And some women, not all, are so willing to live that lifestyle, they're willing to lower their own standards and how they're supposed to be treated. They don't mind him playing and cheating on them because they're in, they made it. That's some women's mentality, believe it or not. Now, I'm not saying, once again, ladies, if this does not apply to you, get out of my business. (laughs) I'm not talking to you. I'm talking with you about women that are like that. Same thing applies to the men. Y'all see this fine woman that all the men are always sweating. She goes to the clubs. She best puts on one of the baddest uh, outfits. She's a baddie, right? You say, damn, that girl fine. I like the way she moving. She know how she moving. That's why she taking her butt to the club. It ain't all about getting a dance on. For her, it's just about seeing how many men are willing to make fools of themselves trying to holler at her. And she might, depending on what mood she in, what kind of drink she got in her, and what type of night it is, if a man can approach her in a way that seems to be a little bit of a challenge that she likes, and he ain't acting like a fool or showing his... his, 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 his uh, if he ain't showing his ass, trying to holler at her or, or disrespect her, she might have conversation with him. And if it goes according to how she feels, she might allow him to go further. But see, y'all, y'all are thirsty out here. Y'all out here acting thirsty. Right? Because most women who are beautiful, they're used to that. Don't let no beautiful woman tell you, I'm not, I, I don't be getting that type of attention. That's BS. If she's the type that's been around, and when I say been around, I don't mean sleeping around. I don't mean that, no. I mean if she's been around like going to the areas, the local areas and clubbing, and, and and everybody know her family, they know her, they see her online, they friends with her on Facebook and Instagram, they always complimenting their pictures, they they liking with every heart they can, every picture is a heart. It ain't even a thumbs up, it's a heart. You Every, every time she posts something, all you see is a whole group of dudes coming on there acting all friendly. And <clears throat> I know I said this podcast was going to be an hour and a half, but this is getting so good. We got to go into at least another half hour. But anyway, y'all see these brothers acting like this on your page and it's cute to some of them. Some of them it's just, uh, it's just another day. It's, it's just another day. <laughs> it's just a, it's like, it's like nothing to a real gorgeous, beautiful woman. Y'all used to it. And some of you women, and I'm gonna get on the brothers in the next half hour, ladies. But some of you women know you have a quality, right? About yourself, an unspoken quality. Some women even feel that, well, as long as I got a thing between my legs and I know how to, how to throw my, feminine, my femininity around, men will always be willing. And that's true. I mean, she didn't say anything on, on she didn't say all men. Oh, and she may think in her head, oh man, but no, not all of us like that. A man wants a respectable woman. He loves to have a fine woman, but he don't want something that everybody can get their hands on. He don't want something that he got to worry about going outside of him when he's putting his time and energy and investment in her. He don't want something, you know, it's okay to be feminine, but if you got to still get this attention from others and you're not happy from getting it from the one, that's not the person for you, man. But see, some people don't know the game. They ain't done enough Things in their life let me tell you why sin is only reason sin is good this is no this is not the most high saying this well actually there is scripture to say it but not like i'm saying it i'm I'm talking down to earth to y'all the only reason why having experiences in your life is good so that you can learn from the bad to transform it into good other words you had your time to go out here and play around you had to learn as you were growing up. Hormones kicked in as your teenage. Girls started looking good. The same girls, you were going, ooh, she ugly. Now you're like, dang. Hmm. You know, now you're trying to be smooth. You're even trying to throw a little extra bass in your voice if you ain't got it already. Now you're on the basketball court. You see her and some girlfriends walk out there. Now you're trying to, you're trying to go up on a dude slamming, knowing you can't even crash the boys and make layups. You're trying to do some foolish things to get a woman's attention. Now you ball hog and You don't want to pass the ball. You want to take your shirt off and show you should be doing some ad work. Oh, he got a little muscle. I ain't know he was like that. He out there shooting Steph Curry threes, missing everything. I'm <laughs> saying? Like, come on. Trying to be Jordan. That's how guys get. They get foolish. They get competitive. It's like men do that to be picked. They want to see which women. Women are picking dudes. It's like dudes are picking women like they stock. And women are looking at a woman knows what type of guy she gonna get before she even step foot in a club or step foot in a place the man's at. She done already scan. Women are damn AI. Y'all are artificial intelligence. Y'all, y'all are so your IQ and your up, your, 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 your observant. I can't even talk right now. Your observ your observation skills are beyond keen. Y'all can scan a whole room and pick one dude out of the whole room and he gonna be the target for the whole night and you will act like he's not even the target until it's, ready, until it's time for you to move in. I mean, and you already have like these different multiverse premonitions of how you gonna get them. <laughs> I'm telling you, women have superpowers. And here he thinking he got you the whole time. No, he, he this is like the Most High chose us. He chose Israel first. He knows who his chosen are. That's how women do men. They will choose a dude, and he thinking, "Yeah, watch this, boy. I'm gonna go over here and watch me mac this." And she'll she'll play along, even if his jo- jokes is corny. She already got in mind why she chose him. He thinking he, he thinking he, I don't know. He think he he uh, returning a mac or something, Von Wrinkle or somebody. You know, Don Don Rinkle, whatever his name is. But, oh, Ray, uh, no, he think he Don Juan, your bartender. You know, he gonna order something cheap. Maybe he may give her something nice if she's into that. But the whole point, it don't matter what you're doing, fellas. She might say it's a plus that you actually know how to treat a lady, talk to a lady, but she already had you picked out. Now, if you don't turn out to be what she was hoping, she gonna select somebody else. And see, we could talk about the whole man and woman thing all day. I know a lot of you like it when I talk more down to earth. I'm not using scripture so much for some of you because you feel guilty. (laughs) We all feel guilty. Don't feel guilty, man. If you're feeling guilty, that's good because it means you have a conscience and that you know better and you want to do better. But you're not so sure if you know how to break away from it or to do something different. Just because you do something different don't mean you can't still have fun in life. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with churches telling people about sin. They feel like, oh, man, I can't do that. That feels good. Oh, that's 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 what I'm enjoying doing. But in the eyes of the most high, no, he didn't say you couldn't have pleasure having sex. That's why he allowed marriages. But who wants to just get married to have sex? Some people will. (laughs) They'll, They'll use somebody just to have it. But what I'm saying is people want to feel independent. Folks want to make their own decisions. They don't like prearranged things. They don't like preconceived notions. They just want to be in the moment. I get it. And he gave you free will to explore. He knew before you were even in existence what you were going to do throughout your whole entire life. But if he chose you, he chose you for a specific moment and a specific time that you had to start coming to grips with yourself. Because he gave you all the time to act a fool. Not that he approved it. He just knew, okay, You got to get this out of your system. So go on out here and do something and then learn from your lesson because you're going to have a hard lesson to learn from in the future because I need you to go through long suffering. I need you to go through this type of pain before you can come to me because now you're going to need me. You're going to call on me when things get so bad and scary and your life is at jeopardy. You're going to need me. And when you need me, that's when I'm gonna use you because you're my child and I love you and I wanna get you converted. So like I said, I'm being real, y'all. I'm just coming down to earth with you. I'm on earth with you. But you're not gonna always be here, neither am I. We don't know from today or tomorrow if this is our last time being on this planet. And if you leave here, all this earth shit, what's it gonna matter when you are standing in the spirit plane? Cause now you in a whole different reality with different rules and everything that you ever did can be looked upon from the spirit world, and you're gonna feel everything you ever did to anybody in your life. Whatever pain you caused them or they caused you, you're gonna know the thoughts that you're gonna hear out of their mind that you you didn't know then in the physical. Everything is going to matter to you in the spirit plane. And I know it don't matter to the flesh right now because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. It wants pleasures. It, it wants to feel good. It likes to drink. It likes to get drunk. It likes to It likes to flirt. It wants somebody to pick them up and pound them out on the kitchen table. It likes all that. And that sounds like fun. <laughs> and, and and hey, you know, go for what you know if you're in the flesh, right? But the spirit is like, nah, you can do that with your wife, you can do that with your husband. You don't wanna do that with a, some you know, to people to hear about having an orgy, that's heaven to them. If you think going to hell is gonna be all the things you can't do in heaven, You're gravely mistaken and you're right at the same time because what society has done to corrupt the thinking of man about the spirit plane is to make it look like when you go to hell there's drinking party and wild sex and there's no consequences. If that was the way it was we'd all want to go to hell. You couldn't wait to get to hell because you'd be like yo save me a spot when I get down there it's on but nah (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't want no spots in hell. It's not on. You'll be on fire and torment continuously, nonstop and agony being tormented demonically. No, that's not that's not where it's at. Smelling flesh, burning people, yelling and teeth ganishing. No, nobody's feeling that. And in heaven, there ain't going to be no wild sex. You won't even have the mindset to have sex in heaven. I don't know all of what heaven will have, but I know the Bible says whatever the things that the Lord is against here, he ain't going to have that in heaven. (laughs) But you're going to be on such a level of euphoria. You won't even be thinking like that. He's going to give you a new mind, a new heart and all that. You'll enjoy being in heaven, but you're not going to have earthly thoughts. But anyway. Fam, we got to go ahead and do another commercial break. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to get on the fellas. We're going to talk about some other things just in general. And then we're going to close it out. I'm your boy, J. Read It All. This is an open chat of conclusive thoughts. Stay tuned, fam. We will return after these messages. What's up, fam? That's right. It's your boy, J. Read It All. And that's right, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio, baby. Well, you heard it here, you heard it first. You already know. Family, we're here to celebrate a brother that we've already been talking about. And here in 2022, I'm here to give him more clout, give him more props. And if you don't already know, well, it's time for you to get caught up and get hit to what's really going on. We're going to celebrate our boy Astro Bull, baby. That's right. Mr. Tony Davis is in the house and he's coming to you with all types of information, all types of talent, gifted in every aspect, every way you can think possible. So if you've never heard of Astro Boo Baby, this brother is as spiritual as they come. Real talk. And to check him out, you can start off by going to his YouTube channel called Astro Boo Baby. Let me spell that for you. Astral A-S-T is as in Tom R-A-L Boo B is in boy O is in Oscar O is in Oscar And of course baby B-A-B-Y All one word So head on over to YouTube Support this brother Check him out He's been in the game for a long long time And I don't mean just giving you some hoopla A whole bunch of this or that The credibility is far reaching and beyond So check him out Astro Boo Baby He's got many other types of things That he's involved in The brother's an artist he can draw He's a producer musically He's a singer and a damn good one at that So check him out, support him And let him know Tell him your boy J-rated off and Pharaoh Radio sent you over there I guarantee you will not regret it With much love family It is a new year And we gotta act like you know We got our thinking caps on, but we got to keep our spiritual eye open as well. Because there's a lot of things happening. So don't be sleep with your pants down. Get the information. Support one another in your communities. Network, fam. The only way to really get it is to just do it and get it. I'm your boy, Jerry Didar. We want to give a shout out to Astro Bull Baby. Once again, we want to thank that brother for all that he does worldwide, globally, and locally coming to you from yours truly on that note y'all stay safe stay blessed and as always fam you already know i'm out peace and namaste All right. All right, family. We are back. It's your boy Jay. And that's right. We're having open chat reply backs to all of what we've been talking about in the last few podcasts in the last two to three months. These are conclusive thoughts, a lot of humor, a lot of down to earth. Don't ever forget what the title. uh, I mean, not the title, but don't ever forget what one of the sands are on this show. <clears throat> other than we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, or we don't come at all. The other saying is we talk about any and everything. This is why those of you that have been walking with me thus far are walking with me. Because we've had this type of chat on all levels. And I strongly believe in keeping it real like that, family. I really do. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, you know, this is not a knock to anybody. It's not. It's a real down to earth talk. And you can see the difference between how we think as humans, how we feel in these bodies versus how the most high, a heavenly, divine being of creation who's holy, meaning He's set apart from those that are down here doing the things that he says are sins in his eyes. And sin simply is darkness. It simply means going against that which is holy, going against that which the most high wants us to be he doesn't love you any less he knows you're going to do it he still forgives you and let us not take him for granted in that in that regard just because he forgives but he's not going to forgive you if he knows you're just trying to play him like oh i'm not going to do it again and you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and not really trying to work on yourself he knows the difference he knows a liar and that's one thing he hates is liars <clears throat> and he tells us very clearly let me just say this before we go back into joking because this again applies to me, you, and everybody else, whether you believe it or not, this is coming from directly the Most High. I'm going to read to you out of Revelation. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to read to you out of Revelations, uh, chapter 22. Excuse me about the cough. <clears throat> May I be glad when this cough go away? But I got to be patient. <laughs> But i'm about to read to you out of revelations chapter 22 and i'm going to read verse 14 and 15 just to show you how serious the most high is all right revelation chapter 22 verse 14 15 14 says well let's read 13 to 15. 13 says i am the alpha or the aleph reading the alpha and i am the Tav, meaning the omega the beginning and the end the first and the last Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Verse 15, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie. So you will see in verse 15, he's not the type of most high. He's not the type of creator to play around. If you have not gotten yourself together by the time he's ready to either come back and make his judgments upon the earth, or if it is your time, if you've expired individually and died and you are to be now faced in front of him and he looks back on your life and you haven't repented and you haven't changed none of your ways in your heart, you have accepted the most uh, high son to die on the cross for your sins and all of that. If you haven't done any of that and you died doing all these earthly things that you took pleasure in, guess what? According to what he says in many scriptures, but what we just read, there is not any, any sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and makes a lie will not be allowed into his city and to his kingdom, plain and simple. So, excuse me. I say all this to say that, yes, on an earthly level, what we're doing, it's fun. It's not hurting anybody, it seems, but it creates what you call the monopoly effect Not the monopoly effect, excuse me, the domino effect. It creates the domino effect because what we can't see in the spirit plane each time we get with somebody or give our bodies to somebody, we're creating soul ties with these people. There's literally an etheric cord, a psychic cord, if you will, of energy that goes from you to them. Now, here's the thing I told you before that some of you may have forgotten or some of you for the first time who've never heard all of my podcasts have never heard me say. And this is very, very, very important that you get this. All jokes aside right now, we'll get back to the joking in a minute. But this is something that you may or may not know. So come out of your ego, come out of your ignorance and your cockiness and just listen. What you don't know is when you do something with someone in the spirit or in the physical world, in the spirit world, it reflects what it really is. What you don't know and what you don't see is who these people really are behind closed doors, what type of spirits they have attached to them or in their case, what kind of spirits you have attached to you or both of you. Right. Because whatever sins you have that you haven't gotten rid of, whatever past afflictions that you haven't healed from, these things follow you. And they come in the form of spirits. They come in the form of, of, of bad energy. And these things affect your living life. They make you tired. They drain your energy because they're parasites. They feed off of your life force. They also, the more you keep bringing onto yourself without having any awareness and without having any true spiritual power to get them off of you, such as the power of the most high, what they do is they have a tendency to control the way you think. They influence your thoughts. They influence you to do more harm or to do whatever it is that you've done to create them or to attract them to you. And they're tethered literally to you. They're attached to you like a parasite. So imagine something that's on your energy field. That's got its hooks in you, literally feeding off of you and influencing you to do something, coercing you or urging you to have a strong desire to do something that you normally wouldn't do or keep doing but you're addicted or you feel the urge to keep doing it, and it almost becomes uncontrollable, which we call in in human terms, addiction. But addictions are basically spiritual parasitic entities that are urging you to do something, to keep doing it in the flesh, to feed them in the spirit form. That's true, that's not hypothetical, that's not uh, conjecture, pseudo, created up, fabricated lies. I have seen these things and they can be scary. But there have been many others to confirm this throughout the the literature of other cultures throughout time. Excuse me. Um, Your scriptures talk about it. And if, like I said, if you're not even looking in the scriptures, if you're going elsewhere, other spiritual doctrine has talked about it. Other people who have certain gifts, some people can see beyond the veil and they see these things. It's normal for them because it's like some of them who were born with this gift can't understand why everybody ain't seeing it until they're told People have blinders on in the spirit world and they can't see it because their third or your first eye, as you like to call it, is blocked. And for good reason. Some of it is because the enemy doesn't want you to do things to open your spiritual eye. And there are many people who've had different practices and who've learned through appropriate guides to open that eye. But see, the most high really doesn't want you to do those type of things without going through him first. He calls those type of things, <clears throat> in a sense, a form of abomination, tarot card readings and all these different things. I've been guilty of tarot card readings because I read tarot cards. Now, the word tarot can go all the way back to the word terra, which means Earth. Right. And the energies. Now, we, we can get into groups like the Celtics and all of that and who started it and the Wiccans and all of that. And it goes before them. But in the eyes of the most high, according to Deuteronomy, we're not to have any type of seances with the dead. We're not to be doing any type of horoscopes. We're not to be doing anything that's dealing with uh, astrology or solar biology because uh, the angels taught man this. Right. You read this in the Apocrypha, especially when you get into the book of Enoch or when you start looking into um, different books in general that's in the Apocrypha. The fallen ones came down here and they taught man how to fight. They taught him how to make weapons. They taught him how to use enchantment and spells. They taught them how to conjure magic. They taught him how to astral project. They taught him how to do a lot of things. Not all those things. I would say astral projection can happen even if you are somebody who's never been exposed to anything else. And that's part of a natural phenomenon that occurs that people have experiences in that they can't explain. Uh, but it's easier to have these experiences through recreational drug usage, such as marijuana, any type of psychedelic drugs. You know, ayahuasca uh, DM uh, was a DM, DMV. Yeah. Um, which your brain actually produces. Um, um, others like uh, salvia. Um, as well as harder more uncontrollable drugs such as lsd acid right you definitely want to take those things these things are all what break the spirit free of the body and yes you call it hallucinations but what you're really doing is you're you're opening your spiritual eye involuntarily and y'all are breaking through the lower astral planes and you're seeing entities and things so uh a lot of us Of course, we've learned how to do all these different things in terms of out of body or astral project without using psychedelics because it's more safer because you're more in control of the faculties of your experience and you don't have to be um, controlled in any kind of way by something demonic that knows you're not in your correct uh, senses. All right. Sorry about that. Family had a little technicality to kind of just arose out of nowhere. (laughs) So if the show kind of just went out and came back, it was just a a small technicality. But uh, but yeah, like like I said, I used I should have said I used to read tarot cards. I do not still read tarot cards. Uh, I haven't actually had my hands on a pair of tarot cards for uh, um, it's been a couple years I'd like to think um, and of course I'm still guilty every now and again of having a horoscope app that pops up on my phone and I may peep at it but I haven't looked at it and, and it's not something I do consistently and, and you know the, the proper term for all of those type of things is divination so it, it is uh, an abomination to the most high if we are into divination, right? Using uh, tools that creates and conjures up magical or divinity um, of, of sorts to know the future. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that if you have a gift to see into things, to, to know people's thoughts or to have glimpses into the future, or that these are all gifts of the spirit. Okay, what you do with those gifts, though, that is what uh, determines whether you are in the right or the wrong. But uh, as all or as with anything that has um, any type of power to it comes a great responsibility and um, we have to be mindful of those things. Nonetheless, uh, no judgment for me on that to those who are uh, into that, because it's it's it takes time, family to know these things and what looks harmless. A lot of times is doing more harm than you could ever possibly imagine. And that's one of the reasons why knowledge is power. And it's, if not the reason knowledge is power, one of the main reasons knowledge is power is because if you're doing something that can be causing you more harm than good or any good at all, for that matter, you want to know about it. You can be easily manipulated, easily used and misplaced. Um, And positions you don't even know about because you lack knowledge in something. And this is why Hosea 4-6 stands out more than anything. This is why the Most High Yah says, my people are destroyed. Now, some of your Bibles may say perish, destroyed, same thing. They're synonyms, same meanings. My people are destroyed because they lack knowledge, So this is why I urge you all when I'm giving you information, sharing information and and spreading information and knowledge to you all to not only just take me at face value. I don't want that. I want you to know, yes, I am honest, but I don't expect people who don't know me personally to believe that. So I let my actions and my works and my deeds do the speaking. And if I'm going to be speaking on the behalf or reading or reciting the word of the most high, then it's got to be in the correct way, irregardless of what I am uh, as a human being, irregardless of where I stand in the eyes of the most high. I want people to know that I'm not just reading and reciting scriptures. I myself am working on doing these things or have done these things uh, or am trying to continue in doing these things or just trying to be better altogether. Uh, Like I said, I'm flawed as they come. Um but with all due respect and, and and most certainly all praise be to the most high, I'm not the worst person in the world. <laughs> okay, so like I said, y'all can talk to me on any type of level. You can talk to me about anything. It's never any judgment here it's It's like, look, if you're trying to do something or know something more about what the word is saying, if I know it, I will give it to you. If I don't, I'll find out. we can learn together. Um, we all are growing. Okay, it has nothing to do with who knows more, who's more knowledgeable. Don't don't ever let anyone intimidate you because you don't know something. It's easy to feel that way because you feel out of place. You feel awkward. You don't feel like you could be as of use and as much as you'd like to be because you feel like you're more of a hindrance getting in the way because you don't know the routine or you don't know how things are done or you're not able to hold your own. But that all comes from growth, fam. And respectfully, we all Or assigned or put ourselves in an asserted role to um, help bring about the ultimate goal faster when we can come together and, and work together. And this is what a union is. This is what unity is. Real, real, true unity. Not this fake New World Order crap that's coming about that a lot of people of the world are going to be deceived into thinking is the golden age of good times. It's not. It's going to appear that way falsely it's going to be catering to your egos of worldly matters so you're going to feel more comfortable accepting it it's going to make you feel like you're not being judged for your choices individually that you hold high uh, standards to and anything that the bible or the most high in the bible is saying not to do the antichrist is going to say it's okay and he's going to say it in such a way that's not only going to cater to your ego but you're going to eat it up Because he's going to be that double edged, two edged sword, like the snake's tongue, talking to you and saying everything that you, as a person of the world, he's going to say, We're children of the world. We're light of the world. It is our duty to preserve the world. And that. That would be some truth to that. See, what the devil does, fam, is he gives you a little bit of truth, half truths, or even now and again, he'll spit the whole truth just to lead with a lie or follow with a lie. Because, see, in order to entice you, to lure you, right, to gain your trust, he wants to come at you in a way that doesn't seem harmful. Things that you can relate to yourself and agree upon, that you know good well yourself, he will use that as a determining factor for you to drop your guard. He knows your hearts, too. He knows your desires, and he's going to feed off of that. Again, if you want to know who the smoothest person is, who the greatest Mac of the world is, it's the devil, man. He's going to come with all that charm. He's going to come with power. He's going to come looking like he knows everybody's wants and needs and that his heart is centered solely for the people and that you've lived in enough agony and and disarray and division for far too long it's time that we put our differences to the side and bring about a worldly peace of unity and global uh non-global resistance and just to capitulate and everybody can just live their best life right and whatever i said to you like the bible says not to do he's gonna he's going to glorify it OK, that's why I just did Isaiah 520 podcast, because woe unto those who mistake good for evil, evil for good, light for dark, dark for, for light, sweet for better bitter for sweet. This is what he, he's the very opposite. Anti not only means the opposite. Right. It means in the place of. So if he's the antichrist, he's not only going to be the complete opposite of what the true Christ represents. But he's going to put himself in the place of Christ by trying to replace him by giving you this false um, identity that he is the true Christ. And he's going to even some of the people who are so-called Christians or any of the other faiths on the planet, for that matter, are going to believe he is whom their prophecies were referring to. Or they're going to get so tired of believing in this faith, right? or their faith or whatever, and go to him as if he's the one. And they're going to say, oh, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. This maybe, maybe this whole time, the new age perspective was right. Maybe the ascended masters weren't these fallen angels that the old church used to talk about and trying to scare us and make us fear God. Because why would a loving God want us to be in fear of him? If he wants our love, he's not going to force our hand at it. Man, I done said all the same things that a lot of you still thinking. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, and at the end of the day, we just can only hope for the best, and hope that we're believing and hoping and having the faith and believing in it, and hoping that to be true, because we don't know as humans. I don't care how many out of body experiences you've had, how many UFOs you've been on, how many uh, how many visits you've had by different beings of different multitudes, how much power they've shown you to gain your trust. I don't care what visions they've given you, indulged in. I don't know what I don't care what powers you have. It's still not the creator. And these beings can come in a false form, glorifying themselves, making it all sound beautiful, sweet, so that you would take the bait, hook, line and sinker. And then when it comes time for the real deception to happen, you'll be one of those to stand in line first, be one of the first in line, ready to take whatever. Because you feel, oh, it's it's. I, I checked it out. It's not it's not that bad. But you did you test the spirits? Did you need? Did you did you use the name Yahusha, right? Did you ask it um, these specific questions? See, when you know the scriptures, you know how to test these beings to see where they're coming from. Some entities will even they won't go away. Did you know some entities, depending on the level of the entity, does not go away in the name of Jesus? Now I'm not saying that to be blasphemous. I'm saying that because in a lot of experiences when you're in the astral plane those beings will say yeah we know him but we 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 don't know him we've heard of him but there's entities that would literally tell you i don't know him now (laughs) if you call upon the name of the most high or just say yah because now here's another thing people have asked me isn't yah one of the egyptian gods yes there's a different group of beings by the name Yah, a group of them. And then there's an individual by the name of Tahuti that goes under the nickname Yah or Iah, which is what you would spell in I-A-H-O-Y-A-H, which is a moon god. See, you have the moon gods of Egypt like Kanso, actually, which they would call Kansu. You have the Jehuti, which they call Tahuti. Then you have Yah and Yah falls under the umbrella of Tahuti and Kanso. So I will tell you this, study some context on that. Just get basic familiarity with that. We will have a podcast talking about that because this is also good for people when they read the Bible. I keep telling you your Bibles is actually emerged in Egyptian. This is what I had those podcasts for when I was telling you about the true laws of Moses. or not the true laws of Moses, the the true story. The true story of Moses, (laughs) the true story of Moses. I did a lot of things, man. I did the Nazareth Christian Egyptian decree podcast. Sometimes you got to go back to go forward, right? That means you got to review history in order to know what could possibly be repeated in your time and see it as it's happening. Because you say, oh, that's Ecclesiastes right there. Chapter one, verse nine through 11. Whatever's happened before will repeat itself and happen again. That's why you hear the old saying. The more things change, the more they remain the same. That's what that is. And if you can see it and not be deceived by what you see, by perceiving that which is more in depth beyond the veil, you won't be the ones that's easily duped and deceived and to believe in the hype. Because right now they're getting everything center stage, baby. They want you to believe everything they're showing you. They want you to. That's why you saw these. Like I said in the last podcast, uh, the true name of our creator, Messiah. I said that they're getting you fat so that you can be... Well, I didn't say this particularly. I did say in the last podcast that they making Lucifer seem like a really nice guy. And some people would say he's not a bad guy. He's actually been the one that's been blamed that Yahweh is the evil God. Yahweh is not Yahuwah. But see, everybody want to use these interpretations. This is why translations gets people in trouble because... Everybody's arguing over who's right, whose translations is more sound, whose translations make more sense. This couldn't be the truth because this doesn't that. This is why if you do not pray, study and find things out for yourself, you may be a victim that's duped into thinking like a certain group of a group minded. That's why I said don't put J rated R in no movement. Don't put me in no group just because you disagree with me. Now, there are those who are uh, the believers of the same, but we don't like to be labeled. Just believe in the faith now because you believe in the faith don't mean you're doing everything the faith ask of you. I told you I'm guilty of that. So, again, there's no judgment here. All I say to you all is that. Everything I tell you about people, I've told you either I fit in that category, used to be in that particular category, or I'm still struggling and processing myself. That's why we talk about any and everything on this show. We don't need no filters. That's built. That's BS. That's why they said there's no filters. There's no censorship and there's no BS. That's the reason why I say that. Because if we're going to get to the bottom of something, we got to go through the worst parts of it to find the truth and get to heaven. You ain't going to just get there. You got to go through some hell, man. This is why some of the greatest people on earth are ones who went through some terrible things out of something bad comes something good. That's how that works. The the scriptures say you must suffer for his sake. That means even though you may have his protection overall, you could die for your beliefs. You could be in prison. You could be your own. What did I read to y'all in the scriptures that families would turn against their own? Your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your kin, your woman, your lover, whatever—they'll turn against you. That doesn't mean you, in particular. You may be the one turning against these people. It doesn't matter. It has no, 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 um, no preference on who does what. It's if, if, if you are either with y'all, you are with y'all. If you're not, you with the other one. Hands down, that's how that works. So, you, you got to know that on some level, this could be any of us at any given time. If you've looked at movies, the older ones, especially like They Live, that's just the, the scratching the surface of finally realizing we're not alone. And yes, that movie is based on truth. In fact, they even said it was a documentary. Now, some of you would try to politicalize it and say, oh, it was talking about our political government against uh, Democrats and Republicans from one level of truth that would be correct but that is not the actual base of that show i mean of that movie it's actually literally not figuratively talking about these beings walk amongst you and you see this in the scriptures you saw it in hebrews chapter 13 verse 2 you see it in daniel chapter 2 verse 41 i mean 41 through 43 you see it uh in all of genesis chapter uh, 11 chapter 6 you see it in first Corinthians, chapter eight, verse five, Psalms, 82, verse one. It's all in there telling you that these beings are beings who walk amongst you, and it gets even more personal in Ephesians, chapter six, verse 11 and 12. So, no, how could that be figuratively speaking when it's literally telling you these beings walk amongst us, that they are the culprits behind all of the madness from day one? And all the humans are is just their pawns on a chessboard that they're putting in positions. Just like the good has their people in place, the bad or the dark ones have their people in place. That's why the Bible refers to in John chapter three, children of the light versus children of the dark. So this is why you all have to be vigilant and sober minded and careful and whom you let in your life. Whom or what type of people you hang around. What type of groups. Organizations. Or, or, or whatever that you're joining. You have to be careful. What types of things that you are allowing yourself to accept. Because everything. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Everything is a deception until you know otherwise. Until you know for sure. That this is pure and this is what it is. And when I say pure, I don't mean perfect. I mean, in terms of the sense of genuine. That's what I mean. So let me just say it the way I mean it so it doesn't come off misinterpreted. If something is not genuine, even an honest, even a liar can be genuine. If you know you're a liar, say, look, ain't nobody going to tell you this. hence why they are called a liar. But have you ever known an honest liar? (laughs) That's like an oxymoron, right? Have you ever known an honest liar? Right. Somebody who will literally admit they lie. Have you ever heard that? It's hard to say, yeah, I tell lies all the time. You can admit you've lied because it seems past tense. But are you admitting you're still lying? No, ain't nobody gonna tell you that. But guess what? There are people that say "Yeah, every now and again, I tell a fear, but I do it for the right. I try to do it because I don't want to hurt the person I care about. I understand the meaning. I understand the intentions. But what I don't understand is how you could actually tell yourself that lie and believe it. But that's what happens. You can tell yourself something so much you start to believe it and it becomes the truth, even though it's false. That's what hypnotizing is. It's getting you under the control of being unaware that that's what's happening. And remember I read to you earlier in this podcast 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 11 I started with um, I might have started with verse 9 and worked my way up. But verse 11 basically tells us because people rather believe in a lie and they turn away from the truth because it's so hard to accept or it's not what they want to hear they end up believing the lies so guess what it says elohim will send them even a stronger delusion now how is he going to send you a stronger delusion he's going to send you a spirit of, of of lies a spirit of delusion see he's got beings to do his bidding do you know in the bible it says that even in heaven that he has demonic spirits to do his bidding sometimes what you call the devil ain't the devil Sometimes it's the most High doing these things to test you. Then there's a part in the Bible where it talks about there's angels who serve him. Obviously, all all being serving, whether you know it or not, because if he say do something, they're going to have to do it. But we're talking about his own divine angels. There's one in, 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 in scriptures that he sent and asked them. He assembled them and he asked them who will be the one to go to Job or who will be the one to go down and be The lying spirit. So he sent a being who volunteered to be the lying spirit because they play roles. You don't believe that they play roles. All you got to do is look at the creator himself or look at the being. Let's just say the being for right now, for those who aren't quite sure that it's the actual most high. Let's say the being that's portraying the most high, right, is the one that's playing both sides of the fence. Now, yes, the devil is real, of course, and he's the culprit. He's the guy that's being used and he's the one that's going to be the blame, obviously. But nothing the devil does can be done without the approval of the most high. So if you don't believe that, go back into Isaiah and go to chapter 45 and read verse seven and it will confirm that. Isaiah chapter 45 will tell you, and I've read this many a times to you all. But see, these scriptures that we used to read, they're starting to make sense now. They're starting to get to a bigger part of the puzzle. They're pieces to a bigger and greater puzzle. That's how the whole Bible is. That's why it's good to read the whole word, because right now you guys are getting precepts. Precepts add to a whole meaning because they add up. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 7 tells you this. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace. And create evil. I, Yahuwah, do all these things. Go back a verse. Let's read six. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am Yahuwah and there is no one else. If you want to know why he says that, you got to read verse five. So let's read five to seven. To give it some context, verse five says, I am Yahuwah and there is no one else. There is no, there is no Elohim, meaning no other gods beside me. I girded you, though you have not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am Yahuwah and there is no one else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. Ayaoua do all these things. So when people want to say, "Oh, we live in the world of good and evil," we do because it's called duality. But who creates the duality? Who's the creator of it? You just read the Most High is. So why wouldn't it be? Or why would it be so hard to believe that certain spirits, like the Four Horsemen, right, like the 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 Angel of Death? who came over the house of the Israelites during the times when they were being imprisoned and enslaved by, well, not in prison, but enslaved by um, the Egyptians. And he told Moses in order for this angel of death to bypass them, they had to sacrifice a lamb on a certain day because they had to do a certain ritual. They were not to eat on a certain day for so many days. They were to pray and then they were to sacrifice lambs, sheep or sacrifice on certain days and then take the blood of that lamb and put it over their household, over their doors so that when the angel of death passed, he wouldn't harm them. He would know that they were of Yah's. See, these beings will obey the most high. It does. It, to us, it looks cruel and mean and, some of these beings that y'all like to call angelic worshipers, you like to call on Michael and worship Mike. You're not supposed to worship no angels, man. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging, admiring and paying homage and, 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 and thanking your angels. But you're not supposed to worship him. No real angelic divine messenger of the most high is going to accept your worship. He would tell you, do not worship me. He will give all praise and glory to Yah. But you got a lot of self-righteous angelic beings who want you to think they are the most high or they helping you or it's all on them. If you go to Colossians chapter two, it'll tell you this. See, I know we didn't get back to seriousness again, but I mean, we're going to get to some jokes in a minute. Before we close this out, um, Colossians, I'm, I'm doing the for today, fam. I don't give my King James Bible a break for a second. <laughs> you know. Uh let's see, Colossians. J Read it all never gets tired of the scriptures, but there are times I have to like step away because this information is so empowering and it's so it can it can actually for my brain I need a break. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing too much, too, too much, you have to take a break because you're using a lot of consumption. You're consuming a lot of energy, brain power. And this is why if we're not taking good care of ourselves, we're not getting proper sleep and we're trying to use our brain for thinking and all that. It really drains us. This is why everything is energy. Everything needs everything in order for it to exist. Everything has a role that it plays. And if we're if we're missing any small portion or any piece to the puzzle that we're not doing like we're supposed to, uh, it, it, we're going to miss out on having our, being at our fullest and our best. Also, I want to say something, too, while I'm thinking about it. At the end of yesterday's podcast or whatever day I did the uh, true name of the creator and the Messiah, I did tell you at the end that I corrected myself in saying that... Um, Uh, Peter did the book of Acts. (laughs) We know Luke, the evangelist wrote the book of Acts. I corrected myself and all of that. But another thing I wanted to say, too, is I gave you all I told you that the word Christian is in the Bible three times. And I only mentioned twice where it was at. And I never gave you the third because my mind was going so fast at that time. I was so busy trying to get to the next scripture three times. Yes, I said that correctly, but I didn't give you the third time. I told you it's in the book of Acts twice. And in the third one is it's in first Peter. That's the only time you see Christian. And that's because that word was created from the Greek word Christos. Right. Which is where you go into the word Christian. The anointed. Right. But here's the thing. If you're talking in the Hebrew, that word for Christian. is going to be Mashiachin. Right. It's going to be the Mashiach plural. And all the word Christian means is little Christ followers or little Christ. That's all it means. But yeah, Mashiach is is the word that would be used in Hebrew. Um, But it's in the Bible three times. I've been knowing that and I told you all that in that that podcast. But I never I just remembered I never gave you the third uh, scripture that it was in. Now, if you want to know, I could tell you exactly where it's at. But well, I want y'all to do your own research. I told you, I gave you the hints. It's twice in the book of Acts. Now all you got to do is look it up online, family. If you want to cheat and look, you know, to get straight to it, fine. That's fine. I just thought instead of me telling you all the time. Now, I don't mind telling you because it helps you all to, to get context. But sometimes, family, I want you all to look into this stuff for yourself. Take your own self-interest and the most high and and not and be so much. I'm not saying any of you are lazy, When I'm showing you or giving you information, I never take it as you're lazy. But what I want you to do is when I'm not the one you're listening to, take some time in your own time. Like you dedicate your time to everything else and dedicate it to the most high. Now, for those of you that's doing it, you know, I'm not talking to you. You know, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking or hinting around to any specific people because I don't know what people are doing in the privacy of their homes or whenever, wherever they are. So I'm not I'm not hinting either or either at anybody that I know personally. I'm telling everybody who's hearing me talk right now, or whenever this message gets to you, take some time to read your Bible. Don't make no excuse, it's too hard, I don't understand the words. Y'all heard me struggling the other day reading King James. That stuff's confusing, that's not the Bible's fault, that's the King James version. Right. That old English. That's why a lot of you like to read the New Internationals and the New Living Translations and all these different versions. I get it. But sometimes those versions, they recreate the English, which means they take away even the original meanings in English. Even furthermore, mistranslating them in English like the King James did. So whenever I recommended you all to read something that's coming somewhat closer to the original translations in English, I always recommended the King James. But I know how hard it is. It's nothing wrong with having two and three Bibles or whatever. I ain't got no problem with that. As long as y'all taking an interest in the most high, that's all that matters, man. It, it, you know, I'm not someone that's going to push nobody. I ain't here, you know, oh, you don't read the Bible, man. Don't talk to me. Well, who am I to judge, man? I'm, I'm not always doing what I'm supposed to. You feel me? But anyway, Colossians, I've been saying that for the last, how long? <laughs> And I ain't got there yet because I, I was telling you about all this other stuff. So let me go to my table of contents, man, and get to Colossians because we were talking about angels. Not You're not supposed to be worshiping angels. Now, a lot of you will say, oh, that's common sense. We know that. But everybody ain't got common sense. And most people aren't going to look at it as common sense because they're going to look at that. Well, not all angels are like that. The Bible's so so one-sided, so one-dimensional. How do you know what the Bible is if you don't read it in its full context? See, it's easy to take a scripture out of something here and there and say, oh, see, the Bible doesn't talk about everything. It doesn't talk about everything that you know. Right. But I will say this. You have to read it in its entirety. How you think I'm able to go from one scripture to the next? Some of these things reciting itself from old to new Testament. These are hundreds. uh, These are hundreds of years apart at the times that they were put in these Bibles. And to us, they're thousands and thousands of years apart. So yet they're relative to what's going on in our own timeline. So how could something that's not supposed to be true to a lot of you, Or uh, misrepresented. How could it be relevant to us? And it's saying everything that we would see in our time. You can't speculate that. I don't care how smart you are. How much deduction you use. I don't care if you Sherlock Holmes first cousin. You cannot just assume. Or even guesstimate. Or guess. An accuracy. In this um, arranged order. And our timeline from their way back in the day timeline, this Bible is that damn good. It's that accurate. So therefore, there's got to be true power behind it. And just because you have an accuracy in terms of a prophecy doesn't mean it's from the most high. Remember, the dark side can can peep into the tablets of destiny as well and give you some insight to certain things. They don't have a wide, broadened um, view of it like the most high do. for he sees all things. But they can see way more into the future and can see a lot than us humans because they already are divine beings, even the dark ones. So be not led astray on that. okay? but Colossians chapter two, um, verse. Fifteen. Make sure I'm telling you right. Yeah. Well, 15 and 18. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to read from. No, not 15. And eight, uh just read 18. We're talking specifically about the powers that be by worshiping angels and all these things. Oh, that's not true. I see angels all the time. I'm not saying what you see is wrong. I'm not saying that with the beings that telling you are your guardian angels. I'm sure they are. Who am I to judge? I mean, if you test the spirits and they turn, they check out. Hey, yeah, you know, that's great. I just said don't worship them. I didn't say that they weren't who they are. So, Colossians chapter two verse eighteen says this: Let no man beguile you of your reward and a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen. Vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Now, men will sometimes convince you that it's okay to do such things because what they are doing is they're having entities communicate with them to deliver their message to you and telling you it's okay. Now, a lot of times that may not be that they know they're being voluntarily uh, complied with or talked to or communicated with by a being. Some of them are influenced. Others are literally having communications. Now, There are people who have delved into certain seances and got in touch with certain entities. And at first, these entities give them some information. They all say the same thing. Ones that are deceiving you. Oh, the world is in jeopardy. This is going to happen to your planet if you don't do this. Uh, We're trying to provoke that. They all say the same shit, man. They got the same pattern with them. You would think these beings that are so damn highly intelligent superb advanced and intelligence would change it up a little bit but see they know they can come to certain people and say those things because that person's having a direct experience with them we know the damn planets in jeopardy we know that there's a lot of things we should be doing on the planet that's killing the planet the ozone layer we understand the so-called what they call global warming all that stuff is actually some of it's by harp technology a lot of it is actually prophecy But what these entities try to do sometimes is get you to put your own energy into something to help create and manifest it. That's predictive programming. So, you know, you got to be able to be mindful of different things. But we're going to come off of that. Remember, I said before I was going to get off the ladies and get on the guys. So that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to get some laughs out of this real quick, man. I'm in a laughing mood today. I'm in a human mood today, fam. So, yeah, you got a lot of these so-called fellas that have played the game. They do women wrong. And this is another reason why our women have strayed away from the men, because the men are not treating the women right. And when I say treat them right, I mean just in every capacity you can think of. They treat women like sexual objects. They think it's okay to conquer as many women as they possibly can to boost their morale and their male ego, which is not morale. Actually, it's immoral. Uh, Right now, family, morale is low. Calamity is high. And um, it's getting worse. We got a lot of extremists, prejudice, bigots. We've got a lot of uh, narcissistic. um, Contradictive pricks walking around. We've got a lot of sadistic, sadist. Cynical, maniacal and crazy psychopaths as well as sociopaths out here. We got a lot of rapists walking around. We got a lot of perverted, pedophile children molesting, raping, just demonic, sick ass people walking around out here. But most of all, you got just the typical man, (laughs) you know, the guy who. Maybe just likes to get his groove on. You know, he you got your bachelor's out here. Some of you cats got your nice house or your apartment or your condo or your town home. You got a nice job. You're making decent money. Some of you are doing really, really well for yourself. Some of you are making seven and more digits. Some of you are right in the sixth department. Some of you are five decent, right? You know, some of you um, really think very highly of yourself. You work out. You know, got yourselves decent. You know, your bodies can be anywhere from chisel to buff. You know what women like. Some of you are real. Some of you are real studs out here. <laughs> some of you are considered pretty boys, too. Got the well-shaped beards. Now, you know, I've been accused of being a pretty boy. And I'm going to tell you, I cannot stand no pretty boy term. Don't call me no pretty boy, man. Uh, I know. A lot of people mean no harm with it. That's kind of a compliment. And then in, in, in a sense, depending on how it's used and how it's viewed, it can also make you look like you some kind of punk. Like I ain't never the guy who thinks he looks better than a woman. That's what I've always kind of viewed a pretty boy as. Like he's just too good to get dirt on himself, you know, and it's good that you're a clean brother. I like to, I'm a clean brother. But hey, when it's time to get your hands dirty, when it's time to go out there and put some work in that yard or when it's time to just do manly things, I'm all for it with, with no hesitation. So don't let the looks fool you. Never judge a book by its cover. Judge the book based on how it's read and the contents. So, yeah, to me, I don't like the term pretty boy. You know, I can't help how I was born. I can't help the texture of my hair. I can't help the color of my eyes or, some sh- or the tone of my skin. You know, people are more. Uh, some people are intimidated. Some people look at this as an inferior versus superior type of thing. Some people are just focused on the wrong things altogether. They look at exterior too much. And this is why a lot of us get caught up. And this is how the devil gets us because he looks be- the devil ain't gonna come looking all raggedy and, and, and scary looking. He gonna come looking tempting. Do you know the temptation in itself literally is an entity? Right. But there are beings who are tempting. They fall in a department of temptation. They're, they're the masters at it. They're the master deceptionists. they're going to come according to your desires. They know your heart. These beings will take any form they wish. That's why I wanted to do the whole succubus and incubus podcast, just to give you some context on these things, because, you know, we ourselves can be uh, an incubus or a succubus if we're not careful. Some of us don't even realize what bloodline we really fall under. So a lot of us doing things naturally that we don't think we're doing is bad because it's in our nature. See, there's a whole lot that you won't hear in the scriptures. OK, that does exist. This is hence why I give you sometimes just as food for thought, not to try to combine it, but as food. for Well, sometimes I do combine it if it's within the context of the scriptures, but you got to be careful when you do that, because that could be misleading people. Right. You could be giving people a mixture of things that are not detrimentally that that are more detriment than anything to their to their well-being and to their learning. And I don't want to be held responsible for that. But I got to say, you got to sometimes just learn to crawl before you walk right you got to learn some things you got to experience some things man i can't give you everything you know and i am but a man at that but um yes there are some people walking among some of you are married going with or involved with some of these entities and some of them don't know it i'm gonna tell you there's a show that uh An ex-girlfriend and I had grown fond of. And um, it's called Grimm. <laughs> and, and I actually got her um, I actually put her on to it. first she, she was you know, hesitant and resisting looking at it because it wasn't really her cup of tea she thought. And then the more she looked at it she gravitated to it and actually loved the show. And it only was six seasons. And the, in the sixth season the sixth season was the shortest because I think COVID came about around that time or or it might've ended in 2018 or 2019. Something came up and they didn't really give you the long extended contents of the series like they did the other ones, which were all the way up to like 20 or something like that. I think this one only went up to like 10, 11. Don't, Don't quote me on that. It's been a while since I looked at it. But anyway, the show Grimm is about or uh, a guy who doesn't know his own family history. He doesn't know what bloodline he falls in. He just is a, is a, he's a cool dude. Uh, he seems like a lady type of guy. Well, the ladies love him, but he's a dedicated guy. He has a love in his life. His fiance. She's very, and actually his fiance in the show is really his wife in real life. Now they weren't married at the time they started the show, but as the seasons continued, he was engaged to her and they ended up getting married. So they were real, um, Husband and wife. (laughs) I mean, I mean, they are real husband and wife. Um, But anyway, uh, it's a really good show. Now, I can't remember her name right off the top in terms of her real name or his. I know their names. I just can't remember. But the show is called Grimm. And you may know her more now. For those of you who follow CW, which is a network, if you've seen Superman and Lois, not, not Lois and Clark with Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher, that's back in the 90s. No, the, the modern, up-to-date Superman. It's called Superman and Lois. The woman who plays Lois Lane is the woman who's married to the guy she played with in Grimm. Anyway, the base, the base of the story is, the synopsis is, there are people also walking around who are shapeshifters. They're different species of entities, and there's magic in this, some are demons, some are werewolves. They all come from their own respected species and they all can see each other in their true forms. Humans cannot see them in their true form unless they literally show them their true form, that they have the ability to literally manifest in their true form. Well, he can end up seeing them even when they don't shape shift to anybody else. He can see them in what's. He has what you call like spiritual sight so he can see them whenever they get upset. They don't actually manifest out in the open to regular humans. But when they get upset, he can see them changing in their spiritual form. He can see them and they can see him because when we didn't know this until a later season, how they knew he was who he was. Whenever he can see them change. What they see from him is his eyes get dark. They get completely pitch dark. And that lets them know that he's, um, I forgot the term they call him. But his kind, meaning his bloodline, he comes from a family lineage of these people would hunt those type of beings down and kill them. And they're very blessed with combat skills. They know martial arts of all types. They can cast spells themselves. They are somewhat magical themselves. So they have the ability, and they're pretty strong. The the type of persons that is in his bloodline. So it's a really good show. If you don't, you know, if you've never seen it, and I believe I mentioned it many times ago, many moons ago on an earlier podcast I've done. um, It's called Grimm, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. You can look at it on Amazon Prime. It's free. I think it's still free, and you can look at all the seasons. And I really enjoy watching it and uh, I really enjoyed my ex falling, falling uh, in love with it because, you know, it kind of opened her eyes too to some of the realities that are talked about in the Bible. And then what you see in other um, grimoires and other spiritual literature and every spiritual culture has talked about there are beings who walk amongst us. And like I said, if you read the Emerald Tablets. It it goes into detail about the entities that can walk amongst us and they can put a veil over the eyes of us and they can masquerade themselves as shapeshifters. But they're not really human. A lot of them are reptilian in terms of description. You got a lot of different types of beings out here. Uh, The Bible talks about it. It gives you a shorter verse. Now, Jesus shape shifted too. that's why his disciples didn't recognize him at first when he came back from the grave and he was in his body. But see, you have to understand the context and the translations, man. That's why I say this Bible talks about everything, baby. The tribe of Dan that's in your Bible in Genesis chapter 49, verse 16, 17. Those beings are serpents. They're one of the older tribes of, of, of Israel. See, and then you've got the tribe of Benjamin. Now, it's been believed through certain scriptures. Benjamin is actually a group of werewolves. So you thinking that what's folktales, folklore, science fiction, horror and all of this is just made up. No, all these things come from some form of truth. And this is where the ideas come from. And it's not just imagination and somebody just coming up with some some great horror uh, movies and fantastic uh, fantasies. These things have truth in them. These beast, beauty and the beast. <laughs> now, the beast can be referred to as any type of animal or man's nature. See, if you want to look at it from that metaphor, metaphorical standpoint, but from a literal one, a beast can be something in terms of what type of beast is he? Is he demonic? See, a werewolf, when he turns into a man, going back to the demonic beast or the being that's in him that makes him who he is, that can be looked at as possession Because certain beings can possess people and shapeshift inside of those people. Some of those people have the DNA of the fallen angels in them in a recessive gene. And they use it either use a ritual to unlock that gene or that person was born knowing how to go into those genes that we don't use. That's called junk DNA and not activated, And they know how to activate certain genes and they're tied to certain bloodlines in their their ancestral lineage because memory is in your cells. Memory is stored in your cells. That's why they call it cellular memory. And the RNA, right, is based on memory. The DNA is based on instruction. So when you have that understanding and you know how to tap into that old RNA memory, you can actually reactivate old dormant genes and learn how to do certain things that go beyond human comprehension. This is why they say you only they make the mistake in saying you only use 10 percent of your brain. But what they mean to say is you have 100 percent of your brain active, but you only have access to 10 percent of it because your subconscious is controlling 90 percent of it. Your conscious mind is only aware of 10 percent. So this is what, in essence, metaphorically tithing means you giving God 10 percent, the most high. We're very much so connected to the most high in many ways, whether we know it or not. And we are very much beings of immense power beyond these vessels. And this is why the fallen ones wanted to teach you individually how to do certain things, because they wanted to say, you don't need God to know you're a God. You don't need God to to be immortal. You don't need God to have power. All you have to do is believe in yourself. And when you do that, that comes off as. Uh, being self-righteous in a sense where you don't have to deal with that. So that is the main reason why you you have those flaws in your beliefs and your worship. So that's why in the Garden of Eden, when the devil, or if you want to say the devil, we just know it, it was a serpent but we assume it was the devil because it refers to the serpent in Revelation 12 when it says the serpent that old serpent the devil who's known as the dragon <laughs> come down with you from great wrath where he knows his time is short because he got kicked out of heaven now if you read the apocrypha it tells you that that serpent was a zazel and one of uh lucifer's names lucifer is actually um Lucifer is really Latin, okay? Um, in Hebrew, that's Halal, the shining one. And Samael, some say, is another being that can be tied to Lucifer, because Samael, not Samuel, but Samael, S A M A, apostrophe E L, not S A M U E L. Those are two different meanings. But Samael, means the venom of God, a venomous being of God. It's a poison. So some people would say the serpent was Azazel. Others would say with Samael, they're not the same entity. But see, this is what I'm saying. We don't know everything, family. <laughs> we, we couldn't, we don't know everything. And we keep thinking when we say angels, we think of that in religious terms. That's just a term and knowledge. That's just the title. These bands have many names and they all refer to as gods. And the Bible confirms that there were many beings who are gods. So when y'all are looking at the Vedic scripts, you're talking about Lakshmi, Lord Ganesha, Krishna, Shiva, like CERN has Shiva in front, Kali, all these different beings that are good and bad or whatever. These beings actually exist. They really exist. The Egyptian gods, those pantheons, they really exist. But some of those beings Or the same entities that have traversed other cultures under different names and titles and other under different um, shapes and forms. So that's why you have to be diligent and just be mindful that (laughs) everything which you think it is. So getting back to these fellas. Yeah, fellas, y'all like to do a lot of things with the ladies. It's funny because, you know, especially when it comes to sexual things, man. I hear a lot of weird stuff coming out of people's mouths, man. You know, people want to put Santa Claus hats on, be butt naked on countertops, wearing Santa boots under uh, under a Christmas tree with the lights on. Like, it's weird stuff going on. I hear, man, this is really weird. You know, I I mean, I've heard of role-playing, but some of y'all act like y'all are actors in a Hollywood movie. Like, y'all go really hard. So, uh, hey, to each their own, uh, you know... I, I, one guy said he puts on a superman and a batman outfit before he gets it on with his lady uh, i had a guy tell me this i, w- I was giving blood one day at a uh, clinic and you know going for my physical and all and the man just out there must have an auric feel where people just feel like they can tell me anything and um he said yeah man he out to believe he said yeah you know I like to put Batman and and Superman out. At first, I thought he was trying to hit on me. So I was going to have to, you know, have to, you know, let him know off the top. Hey, brother, I, I don't, you know, <laughs> you know. But anyway, he was going about his old lady. I was like, OK. And uh, yeah, he says he he puts on the Superman bottoms and the Batman top. And I said, well, why you do that? He said, well, you know, i come to her as Batman. But when I pull it out, I'm Superman. I said, wow, man, people are just really going whole left field out here. He says, because he's the man of steel when he gets erect. And I said, man, that's a little bit too much information to tell another brother. But he was really into what he was saying. He, and his wife puts on some kind of Mickey Mouse outfit. I don't have no, I don't know what Walt Disney and DC have in common, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, whatever y'all want to do, man, go ahead and do it. This is what I'm saying, though, man. People are, are people are people, man. Um, so, you know, I hope we've had some good laughs today. Don't take everything so serious that you can't enjoy your life. I'm not judging you. I'm just giving you some context to the scriptures, but y'all know I'm a down to earth dude, man. I keep your 100 with you. Um, you gotta laugh. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta make mistakes, man. And you're going to live a little bit to live a little bit. That means you gotta have to, to, to know what that life is. And um, but just know that you have a greater destiny and it's nice to have it with somebody you care about. It's good to have something genuine. I'm not judging nobody because they've made mistakes or they've told a lie. I don't care about that. What I look at is where if you're somebody who has a problem still living or doing certain things that you claim that you're trying to change, it's not healthy. And whether, and whether it's with me or with somebody else, if you have a repetitive pattern and doing things that are not healthy and, and are not feasible or advisable, then you are asking for something to come about because that's just the laws of nature. That's that's the universal law, okay? Cause and effect, man. Don't sit there and be wondering why things don't go right for you if you still ain't in yourself you know i'm not judging nobody what you do in the privacy with your lady whether you're married to her or not or with your man that's y'all's business i hope y'all have a good time you know just try not to take out too much furniture don't slam her through no sheetrock give her a concussion while you're stroking it or anything like that man i mean that's really what i call literally going hard you know, uh, you you know, some of you dudes get so excited when you're about to get some, you can't contain yourself. The beast comes out. That's the beauty in the beast right there. You know, brother started breathing hard and growling and all this shit. I'm like, is he, is this, is he grim? Is he shape-shifting? Cause I, I, I know, you know, I get it. I mean, I'm a man, I understand, you know, that testosterone gets kicking in and you're drilling in and he's starting to feel like Samson and Hercules and you, You know, you pick her up, you might want to hold her or something and try to moonwalk listening to some Michael Jackson or something. I don't know, man, but, you know, it's some weird stuff going on out here. So I tell you guys what, man, if you really want to make your lady laugh and y'all are in that 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 frame of mind to do those type of things in the privacy of your own home or wherever you at. Uh, yeah, pick her up, man, and, and put some Michael Jackson who's bad on and show her who's bad. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, or after that, put some beat it on and then just beat it up. Like, do whatever you do, man. Have your Michael Jackson thriller uh, jacket on. Spin around. Don't lose balance and knock the table over at and break your leg and not like that bad. But uh people are doing weird things out here, man. They're putting on sailor hats with church socks and and. Blowing on flutes, you know. What I'm saying? It's just people just doing crazy stuff. So anyway, family, I hope y'all have had a uh, uh, a good time in the open chat. Reply back. Conclusive thoughts. Uh, stay tuned for our next podcast. Oh, and as a reminder, we will be coming uh, when those times come closer to have our guest on the show. We will be doing an alert update to give you some context as to when that happens. Um, I really do look forward to having more people on the show. I've talked to three different people and um, they've all said they would love to be on the show. One of them, you already know, she would be making a third um, return, which is awesome. That's Miss Alex Marcoux and Shauna and Daniel and um, Connie. And so I look forward to having them at their earliest convenience if they still want to do it. You know, people have lives, fam. You know, folks got their own thing they doing. So everything has to happen when the magic is, is in motion uh, or at least when the most high say it's OK. Uh, other than that, I told you about a new coming guest we will soon welcome with open arms. And that's Miss Amy Lady Bolden. Lady Bolden is her, her name that she goes by, but her name is Amy Bolden. Um, and, um, obviously we look forward to that. And we also, uh, if possible may have miss Caroline that you hear on the commercials that I play, we'll have her come on, give her testimony to what she's got going on in her life and how things are going with her and on her journey. And, uh, I look forward to that. And then of course we got more to come. I got other things that's, this motion. is just I'm just dealing with a lot like you all are And still trying to make the best of it man And all praise be to the most high no matter which way it goes So um, Thank you all for your support Those who are really true supporters Of Feral Radio I could not have done this without you All praise be to the most high Most definitely uh, For giving me breath and for giving me the opportunity To make some of myself And and to take this thing to new heights And anybody else that's been in my corner um, genuine and sincere I appreciate you and I will give you kudos for that and uh, much love and respect and if there's anything I can do to help any of you all you know the email jratedr at favorradio.com. hit your boy up let me know your thoughts and uh we're gonna keep this thing rolling on that note you all stay blessed stay aware man just live your life man don't worry about nothing else do the best you can do just t- pick up your Bible and start reading it every now and again, and keep your prayers strong with the Most High. Everything else will work itself out. I'm your boy Jerry. All, sign it all off and all saying to all. Peace and Namaste. Yeah, a minute. <laughs> yeah, a minute. It. Uh, uh, It's 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 Jerry the dog, And I'm in the scene. Uh. Yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, boy, a I minute. Mean uh, uh. Rip it, rip it, Chip it, rip it. The dog in the scene. Yeah, a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, a I minute. Mean uh. Chip it, rip it, rip it, rip it, rip it, rip it, rip it. The baby. Uh. Yeah, a minute. Yeah, boy, a I minute. Mean yeah, 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 a minute. Uh. Look, no, no look, time forever, ever, Look, 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 ever, no ever. She